This is the Emotive Podcast. I'm your host, Dan, also known as Orange Sherbet, and the guy who hasn't put out a podcast in, I don't know, a couple of months, it seems like. Just situations that have happened. Don't really need to get into it. I think you all know what's been going on lately. I guess just in general, I've been going through some changes, going through some changes, some uncertainty in my life, and... I don't have a lot to complain about, but at the same time, it's been hard to remain in a creative mindset. But I'm very fortunate to have a platform like this from myself to speak. And I don't know, I guess I'm hopeful for the future, regardless of of everything that's transpired. And I look forward to having more of these conversations, you know, so that I can learn from, from my friends and fellow creators. That's the goal anyway. You know, this, this week's episode, I actually recorded in late, late January with fellow Twitch streamer, Valian, who I haven't gotten to know over the seven plus years that I've known him. It's been really hard to kind of nail him down and figure out what he's, what his deal is. Yeah, we got into a bunch of topics, you know, I wanted to figure out kind of like what's motivated him to continue streaming over a long period of time, even after taking long breaks, long breaks from it. You know, it's something that I've gone through too. you know, finding motivation to do things creatively when, you know, our goal, speaking for him and I isn't, it isn't to leverage it into like a monetized situation uh you know we're not doing it as a job we're not doing it as our job and we don't expect to to turn it into a career but yet there's still something there's still something attractive about it there's still something to pursue whether it be you know through twitch streaming or podcasting things of that nature you know, I, I really like this conversation with Valian because, uh, you know, if not for, if not for taking the time out to talk to him, I would, I don't know if I would have ever gotten to know him unless I had the, um, unless I had the pleasure of, of seeing him at, at like a TwitchCon or a PAX event, something like that. Uh, boy, when you interface with people online you don't always get a chance to know them well that's why it's great to be able to have this podcast so thank you all for listening now here's my conversation with valian this is the emotive podcast i'm your host dan also known as orange sherbet you can find me at orange sherb on twitter my guest today is someone who I I haven't gotten to know before, before, although we've crossed paths several times. We've known each other for many years. Mutual mutual respect abound. Uh, Valian is here with us. Hey there. You can find him on his Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Valian13, and also uh, same handle for Twitter as well. Any other other things to plug here as far as... Eh, not so much. I have a YouTube channel, but it's not really used, so. Okay. Any Anywhere where people can get all of these links? Um, Through my Twitch page uh, or through Twitch my page. Discord has uh, links to all of them. Okay, so links in the description of your Twitch page. Got it. 
if people are new to this podcast and you're not really sure what it is or what the point of it is, it really is just me talking to friends and others who have met through Twitch. That's why it's called Emotive. It's a take on the emotes from Twitch. It's kind of an homage to it. There's also a deeper meaning for it. You could you could listen to the introduction episode if you want to hear like the deeper meaning of of why I chose emotive. But really, the core purpose of this was just to have a format where I can talk to people one on one, or you know, a, a few people at the same time. But generally, it's it's so far it's been a one on one conversation where I just get try to get to know somebody, and we do have you know we do have sort of uh, common interests because we. I haven't had a conversation with somebody who who wasn't like a video game streamer, but you know, I'm open to that. It's really like creators and streamers and people that people that I've met through Twitch. So that's really what we're doing. I don't know. My brain's a little bit frazzled because I've been doing so much like math and homework and stuff. My brain really hasn't been in the mode of uh, <laughs> like the podcast. I've been really wanting to do these recordings and like edit and stuff. I just haven't had the time for it. I was really happy to, cause I've been trying to get you on for probably over the last month or so. Yeah. About a month try, I think was the last time or the yeah, first time you brought it up to me. Trying to encourage you to, to, uh, to come on and talk with me. Um, you know, we met each other years ago through somebody's Twitch channel. I met you through your Twitch channel, actually. My, oh, yeah, right. So okay. the way that I came across you and actually the whole uh, Blacklist community from back in the day was, um, so I had been shown, uh, I don't know how PG you like these podcasts to be. Uh, it can <laughs> be It can be explicit, but, man. Yeah, it's totally... so I, I was shown a, a few videos of um, a Twitch streamer that had also has a YouTube page, uh, Normal Difficulty. And yep. Um, this is from way back in like 2013, 2012, I think was the first time I saw one of his brother or one of his, uh, his penis brothers videos from when he was playing a lot of rust. So that was how I went from like being a YouTube viewer to being a Twitch viewer. And you were in the suggested, um, content like on the side of the Twitch page. So you were the, the second streamer I ever found on Twitch and, uh, yeah. (laughs) when did when discovery works on twitch that's that's like a rare story i know right it never the suggested streams are usually like ones that i i just i have no real deep interest in it's like people with a ton of viewers or you know just just something with a lot of metrics to it generally it's if you go to the if you go to the main page of twitch it's generally like really big streamers people that that twitch is vetted and fair enough you don't want to like put random streams what if it's like an IRL stream with some questionable stuff that just like gets pasted on the front page? That's not something that you want to see. <laughs> that's, that's not something Twitch, Twitch wants, wants to, see. to see. It's something a lot of people want to see. But oh, that's maybe not fair Twitch. enough, man. That is fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's cool. You know, um, I don't know. I've I've always been an, interested to see like what people's because because you because you meet a lot of people when you <laughs> like I've been streaming since like 2011. So you come across a lot of people. I guess it must have been what did you say like 2013, 2014, something like that? Um, yeah, it was right around there. It was right when I moved from Duluth, Minnesota, down to uh, okay. Minneapolis. So it would have been late 2013. Yeah, yeah. It, it is when we crossed paths. Um, mm-hmm. As much as I've been on Twitch, I I don't I don't. It's weird, but I I honestly I haven't watched a lot of 
streams in general over that time. Like I would sometimes, cause it, cause really I've, I've worked jobs the entire time. And like in my free time, I would find hours where I could stream or play games. And then there was a time period where I would take a, take a full day off just so I could watch friends streams and stuff like that. Like I would, I would catch your stream for 20, 30 minutes. I like late, especially over the last year or maybe even two, I haven't really seen what you've been up to. And we'll get into that part, kind of like what you've been up to. I don't have a good read on you, to be honest. Like, like it's, it's different. Like we're very friendly with each other. We have respect for each other, but I don't, I never really had like a good read on you. Although we do have some things in common. I'll tell you this because we're both kind of from the Midwest and, and I'm assuming you grew up in Minnesota. Oh yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And I grew up in North Dakota. So we're just like, across the river and through the woods yep. <laughs> grandmother's house we go <laughs> actually you know through the woods like through the through the uh i don't know we'll say through the cornfields or whatever yeah there That's you go <laughs> potatoes and sugar beets and all that stuff uh <laughs> yeah so I, I i have a few notes here because you know you had your own podcast and i don't know if that's coming back if it's done There's something in the works with it something in the works okay so our life in pixels um is your podcast and and that and you were just are you going to keep that same format you were doing like a a live stream um through your twitch page yeah that's the plan um there's going to be some tweaks to it we had it very much formatted in the style of kind of like a almost like a radio talk show more so mm. than uh than a conversational podcast like we yeah. would actually you know do cover topics yeah, we'd segments. have like a, yeah. we'd do pre-show planning, that kind of stuff. I would actually write out, you know, and we have a like private Discord page just for writing staff. And we would like plan out the show throughout the course of the week. I would come up with a general outline of the script. Um, it wasn't too, like I wasn't putting word for word what people were going to say, even like suggesting their ideas, just kind of like throwing out a topic and then bouncing from, um, you know, a group of friends that I've known forever Part of mm -hmm. the reason why we stopped the podcast is one of the uh, one of the the co-hosts is currently deployed in uh, oh, okay. the, in the Middle East, so he's in the Air right. Force and um, he'll be back this spring. I think we're gonna start it up again. Uh, Justin and myself, um, Twitch.tv slash Mr. Farinox and myself, to kind of get things going back here. But um, yeah, yeah. What what did you like about about doing the podcast like what what did you what did you like about it and what are you gonna what do you plan on kind of changing a, if, if at all we're just a bunch of doofy gamers right like me and the other co-hosts of the pocket we're just a bunch of goofballs and like literally um i think justin i've known since i want to say kindergarten and um one of our original other co-hosts ian is literally been my best friend since i was eight years old and then cody has been like um, one of my best friends since high school that's the guy who's who's deployed right now right and so it gave us, a, one, an excuse to, like, talk every week, to talk about video games and to kind of just cover things out there, get opinions out there that, I mean, you hear a lot of, like, video game critics' opinions. You hear a lot of YouTubers' opinions that try and be overly analytical. You, you don't hear a lot of opinions from just literally the average gamer out there mm. in that space. Hot takes, um, kind of. Yeah, and that was kind of kind of the idea. It was just it was an excuse for us to kind of, do that um i had kind of mm. wanted to do a podcast anyway uh actually a comedy based one that kind of fell through with um with my buddy ian and i was like well fuck it if we're gonna do a podcast let's do a podcast and let's just incorporate something mm. i've already got kind of going in the twitch stream mm. so mm. yeah isn't it cool to like you said have an excuse to talk that's really 
that's really like that's kind of the trick with with this podcast is well i now i got you here i got you yeah. here and i'm not sure like what how long you have tonight do you have an hour you have an hour and a half oh, i've got as much time as you need bud okay no cool problem. cool yeah we have you know we have time set aside where we can just talk whereas like maybe you know i'll we've been chatting you've you know sending bounce bouncing some ideas that, that you had on discord for instance and i'm you know, I was kind of like, I'm kind of like, yeah, you could join voice if you want. And then I was like, oh, man, I can trick them into getting into voice and we can kind of get to know each other a little bit. I don't know. That sounds kind of creepy. But, you know, it's like it's hard to it's hard to, like, get someone nailed down to where you can just, like, talk to them when it comes to, like, online conversations. Right. It'd yeah, be it different. Be. It'd be different if we lived in the same state. We could, like, go have a beer. You know, this is kind of like the substitute for that. This is like the best thing we could do when it comes to that. Hey. There you go, man. <laughs> so you know that that's the whole thing and the other the other thing i'll mention about this podcast is like i want people to recognize podcasts as i'm gonna move my mic back a little bit actually i want people to recognize podcasts as a legitimate form of entertainment i wanted to bring that that format to twitch viewers and get them to more people to download a podcast app on their phone and check it out, you know, it, it give them content that they didn't know that they, <laughs> they didn't know they would be entertained by, you know, and yeah. it's different than what you guys are going to do with our life in pixels, but it's kind of the same thing. It's like something that people didn't know was missing in their life. And, and that's what it was like for me when I discovered podcasts, you know, I would get kind of bored of listening to music all the time when I was working out, you know, bike riding and stuff like that. And I realized that, man, I can really kind of learn something while I'm just out here, you know, jogging or riding bike, lifting weights, whatever it is. Or if I'm driving, perfect for driving, you know? Um, oh, yeah. I listen so, to, to podcasts and audiobooks and audio dramas now um, a lot. So it's it's definitely yeah. definitely pretty cool. You know, if I had the time, I'd like to do more of a produced podcast. Maybe that's in the works in the future. I had some ideas with the someone who was on a few weeks ago, The Laughing Man, you know, we wanted to do this heavily produced thing about hacking and like different different topics surrounding that. I think that I think there's other people that do it better that do it professionally that uh, but I wanted to cover more topics that were video game centric when it came to hacking. And it's just it's a lot of work. It's a lot yeah. of work. And I wanted to sound good and, and, and be good. And maybe in the future, that'll be something I, I just got to like find people to network with. So it's got to be a collaborative effort because even just doing this, because this is an edited podcast, this is, there are extra things that are done. Like myself and Tipsy Jack are kind of handling it right now, but it's going to be <laughs> it's so much, man. Maybe when I'm done with school and we'll see what this, what the summer brings, but let me just get started here. Uh, I just wanted to go over a little bit of your, your background. Um, from what I, from what I heard, and luckily, I, w I had some time to check out the like a little bit of the like very first episode of your podcast. And you guys were talking, you and your friend Justin were talking about like your games from your childhood, how you got started. And from what I heard, it, it sounded like your dad bought a Sega Genesis. Yeah. And, and you guys really bonded over playing uh, sports games and that sort of thing. Talk a little bit about that. Oh, yeah. I still remember. I, I still have the uh, actual cartridge of NHL. I think it was, I think it's 95 that you I used said to 93. Just, was it 93? I yeah. can't even remember. I've got a couple of them. Uh, but yeah, I used to kick the crap out of my dad on there. And uh, <laughs> we, we would take it like easy a, on you, he said. He lies. He, he's always been a liar. Um, so, like, 
Yeah, like uh, we got we had all kinds of, of games on there, like um, you know, street, um, you know, Streets of Rage, uh, the Mortal Kombat games. It was it was honestly like it started me and my dad playing NHL and playing a couple of games. My dad actually bought it for himself. That's the part of the story that I always leave out. My dad bought it for him thinking he was going to like it. And instead it just became me and my little brother's thing. Um, so <laughs> like, yeah, we had a, a Sega at our house. We had a Sega at my grandparents' house. We had a Sega at my other grandparents' house. And so we would just bring our cartridges with us and wait just play whatever minute, we wanted to. So, um, so, so your dad bought those and placed those there. No, like, Oh, they, or they, they, my grandparents bought them because okay. like, because we have, um, I have just on my dad's side, I'm one of like, I think there's more than I actually can think of because I have, <laughs> well, I'm one of like 20 something first cousins. I have to say 20 oh something because my grandpa was married multiple times and okay. we actually just, um, in the last two years came into contact with some of my first cousins from a sister my dad never knew he had who had passed away oh, so wow. uh yeah i found like three new first cousins that way and uh <laughs> yeah it's kind of kind of crazy so so like, you, you got a big you got a big family uh grandparents oh, yeah. very busy with kids in the house oh yeah and, so, uh, and, and and video games are a good way to entertain the kids because yeah there's only so sure. much like you you, uh, you and i well you're younger than me but quite a bit but at least i think so like this you still came from a generation where we played outside quite a bit like we mm -hmm. entertained ourselves that way but still like if you're staying over at your grandparents house like when you can came... only play outside so much exactly and then it gets dark and then and then, and then what like now the <laughs> kids the are inside are and and if you're visiting someone else's house you, you still got to be entertained it's all you're gonna sit politely in a chair <laughs> until it's bedtime well, the funny thing is I've always kind of described like my my background in games as like I grew up on Sega and then I switched to PC and then I went back to console and now I'm back on PC. But that's not exactly accurate because mm -hmm. like there were there were oftentimes where the Sega at my at my um, specifically my grandma, on my dad's side, uh, the other people would be playing it. Well, my grandma also had a, a computer in there that nobody else like had an interest in or used. And mm. so I got really into like uh, Star Wars Jedi Knight Dark Forces, Age of Empires, Sid Meier's Alpha Centauri. When I was like eight, nine, ten, I because, was playing because that no was games. available to you because yeah. it was there and it was available. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. And I actually yeah. um, was I was that little squeaker who thought he could compete with the adults in Jedi Knight Dark Forces Two on MSN Gaming Zone. But of course, nobody knew that I was a kid. So I'd be like kicking dudes, but <laughs> with, you know, uh, specifically in lobbies, I like to play um, lightsabers, no force powers on specific maps. And like, I'd be just kicking people's booties. And uh, yeah, it was funny. Uh, so you had, you had access to multiplayer gaming at a very young age, like online multiplayer. Mm -hmm. yeah. I was like what? eight or nine. Huh. What um so so did that did that experience kind of like inform you on on like maybe when you got into because I know I have some notes here about you playing you ended up playing um Doom two versus your friend Justin in middle school as well so oh, yeah Quake, so like what Quake two oh, oh yeah and Quake two so mm -hmm. games in general were you it was kind of like a social experience in a way is that true yeah especially um you know we'd have. We would hook up a computer like 
my mom would be like, why aren't you playing with your friend? You're ignoring your friend. Because he'd be upstairs in my room using my computer, and I'd be downstairs using her computer. And through the local internet, we'd be playing against each other. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> We're playing together. Or we'd go over to his house and play, like, GameCube or yeah, Dreamcast. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny to go back and your mom was saying, like, why aren't you guys playing together? Like, I'm parents, like, we're having a land party, bro. Like, parents didn't really understand about? that the, this is, and it's funny that you guys, it's it's such a it's such a perfect almost like metaphor for it. You guys are in separate rooms, but you're yet you're together. That's totally what, even though you're in the same house, like it's a perfect representation of what gaming is for yeah, us now. Playing honestly, um, that's that's a big appeal of uh, of Twitch to me. Like, um, huh. even. It's almost like when you'd go to a friend's house and you're sitting on the couch with your friend and they have the controller and you're just watching. It's the same deal because a lot of a lot of the people that watch Twitch, they're gamers as well. They probably own the game that they're watching. Exactly. They're interested in it for a reason. So they're sitting there watching you play it. And then, you know, it's their turn when they're when they turn the stream off. So, yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. I think that I kind of wonder about because I've had conversations with with uh, with this guy, Lou, who's a developer, and he's big into wanting to innovate in in twitch integration and making it more immersive and more interactive for the viewer and i kind of wonder about you know the idea of that you just said about you know you're you're on the couch with your friend watching them play you want to like label those here as far as like twitch and twitch chat like your friend is the streamer and you're on the couch as the viewer watching them play like they're what you're waiting for them to pass you the c- controller and like and, and a lot of times the twitch chat is like hey you know they want to like backseat and like tell you how to play i've tried just about any of the interesting like games on steam etc that have like twitch chat in- integration you know streamline i thought was going to be big you know our streamline friends was at, really cool over at proletariat inc the um it was built specifically for streamers to play with their audiences however i took offense to people when they said this but i guess it was true i know that gordon and jenny and everybody you know seth the people i know over there i know they'll definitely agree with us now in fact gordon who if you're listening to this now you will have already heard his episode hopefully if not go back and listen to it you know it turns out there really wasn't a draw enough of a draw but i got so pissed when i heard somebody say like oh a game that's designed for streamers that requires people to stream in order to have players is just set up to fail and i got so upset but that's just me being kind of tribal and protective of a game that i want to succeed but it's true like it just wasn't i don't know like it just needed it needed to hit some kind of an inflection point where all these people are playing and he needed to hit worldwide too, so that people that got on later at night still had people to play with, and it just didn't quite get yeah, there. Yeah, it was very um, streamlined. Was very it was an interesting concept, and it was really cool. Uh, the problem with streamlined it was it was so extremely niche because you really needed communities that were like yours that wanted to participate, that wanted yeah. to play or that were directly involved with like. Yeah. I know that you know we played quite a bit with like some of the community managers yeah. and stuff. Um, yeah. That was really, really cool, but yeah. diminishing just, returns, diminishing yeah, returns. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's Which, just he, yeah. he, other streamers I mean, move on to other games and now their community's yeah. entirely gone. And then I mean, that I, community's I, there for the streamer mostly. So, I, you know, I've really tried hard. We we even tried to establish some sort of a competitive side to it. You know, I, I ran a tournament. It was quite successful. I thought people were really digging it. 
but <laughs> what's keeping people there? Yeah, um, it, did, it didn't have the lasting power it needed to be a long-term yeah. success. But now it was a really cool blip, but then yeah. it didn't I mean, stick. Their next game this year, uh, Spellbreak, is destined to really like hit hit big. And it's not it's not a game that, as far as I know, really has like the Twitch integration thing built into no, it. But I'm really, more, I'm really happy to see like it, it looks really cool. Yeah. It's um, it's it's actually not something that I'm not interested in playing, but I'm just so stoked to see that they are, um, really set up for success this year, and and they got a giant round of investing from Take Two Interactive, so now they have, they're they're getting into the big leagues now, which is cool. Um, it's always nice to see the good guys win, and that's kind of what I, that's how I felt uh, with them because they were very. And still are, you know, very like community focused. And if you listen to Gordon talk about his love of communities, he's very passionate. It's crazy, crazy. Yeah. He's just he just has a perfect philosophy for it. I felt. Um, but we got into this talking about like how we can, how like Twitch chat in integration can evolve, and we hope that because honestly, like my whole thing with with Twitch chat integration is that I'm desperate to get the chat involved somehow i want them to want to be here with us and, and engaged engaged and chatting yeah. and stuff i'm just like if there's like a tool or, or some sort of a trick or some some sort of a plug-in or a mini game or something all of it like whatever it is as long as it's not too in their face it's something they can opt into Sign me up. <laughs> yeah, I don't some know. Pretty, like, there's some pretty cool ones. There's some like little mini RPGs or arena yeah. games that'll pop up that I've seen yeah. on quite a few streams lately. And that, and, um, and that's something that Proletary came up with too. Was um, yeah, Stream Legends, I think, is what it's called. Am I right about that? Maybe something. Like is, that. Did they do that one? That's cool. Yeah, they did that one. That. Yeah, yeah, that's them. Yeah. yeah, and then um, there's another game actually that I I don't know if you've played this or not. I know I I played it quite a bit when I was doing the full time streaming thing a couple years ago. Um, I guess I was like three years ago now. Jesus. Anyway, uh, so it was, um, it's called Domina. And what it is, is it's a little like gladiator simulus, like management game. And it has Twitch chat integration. And so like, you can like, hmm. they can kind of bet on matches. Um, sure. they can kind of do, do that kind of thing. And that actually, uh, at the time I got it, like, it's never been a super expensive game. It was made by, I think literally like one guy maybe a very small team is this like pixel art and stuff like that too yeah it's pixel yeah. art it's it's really cool um and it's uh it's definitely something that again though i don't think it kind of like with with streamline it was really cool for like a minute when it came out and there were quite mm. a few people that played it there were a lot of viewers for it and then people moved on because it and was just kind of so if, niche if it re yeah if it relies on people streaming it uh we it's not that we have like ADD when it comes to games. We have like I do. we have to, we have like a well, we just have this built <laughs> we have this built-in like anxiety because we see things coming up that are new and if you're not somebody who's dedicated to playing one thing for their channel, then we move on and we have to check out other things and if we're not we don't feel obligated to to stay with something for a while it just kind of passes by and things have a shelf life that's just how it goes Agreed. you just you just hope you just hope if you find something that you like that the shelf life isn't super short 
Yeah. Um, what I do is since we are on the topic of like Twitch chat activity and like engaging viewers and stuff like that, I know that there was something in that sort of topic that we, we talked about on my stream recently. I told you that I would bring it up when we, we were talking is that uh, I don't have the tweet, but I know the spirit of what this tweet was is that uh, like the, the success of somebody's stream is not directly tied to, but is it, it, it is somewhat tied to like how your chat moves and the struggle of being somebody who, who um, plays games like solo or, or whatever it is, maybe you play with a friend uh, and just trying to get people to, to like talk back, like get the chat moving somewhat. <laughs> I know that struggle. I know that you, and I talked about that a little bit. Um, like, how do you feel ab about like chat activity, engaging viewers, trying to like, I call it like a filibuster and a filibuster is just like, you keep, as long as you keep talking, you can keep streaming. Like you can keep, you can keep it going as long as you can keep some sort of a weird conversation with yourself going or find different topics to pull, you pull things out of the air as you're, as you see them, you can only talk about the game that you're playing so much. You can narrate exactly what you're doing. Like, how do you feel about all of that as, as someone who also streams? Yeah, so filling dead air is something that, you know, I don't mind doing, actually. Like, um, I have a really weird internal monologue, and this is something that I, I feel um, a, lot of, a lot of people have this, and it's it's you have an internal conversation with yourself, but it's not so much a normal internal conversation so much as it is an argument. So like <laughs> you have one line of thought and then you have another line of thought and they're directly contradicting and your brain's back bouncing back and forth between them. Um, that's something that I have always had my entire life to the point where sometimes in real life, I will be sitting there and I'll be thinking about something and out loud, I'll go, well, no, that's not right. <laughs> and uh, I'll have like my coworkers go, what, what? I'm like, oh, in my head, don't worry about it. It's fine. Uh, so for me, filling dead air is just kind of verbalizing that, just letting that pour out as long as it's, you still have to have a filter. You can't say whatever pops into your head. Right. But to you also need extent, to provide, you also need to provide some context for the viewer. So if it's, if it's your coworker and you're like, I oh, don't worry about it. It's just my, just my, it's in my head. Like if you say that to a, to the viewers, they're like, they're like, well, come what on, the man. fuck? This guy's crazy. Yeah, no. So <laughs> it, it, it like it gives you an opportunity to provide that full context because you can just have that whole conversation out loud. Um, so it's one of those things where sometimes it it's not so much that that part is difficult for me. It's that doing that and then looking at chat and seeing that no one's interacting because I don't know what people actually perceive about me. I think I'm pretty funny. So like I'll make like jokes about the game or about something that happens or, you know, I'll tell, you know, uh, kind of like you do on stream. Um, I'll tell a story about something that happened in my day and I'll try and make it I'll try and and make it funny as well. Like not mm. not not fabricated or anything like that. I'm not saying I make it into like a, a stand up joke trying to keep um, it light. Yeah, try to keep it light. But there are definitely times where doing that and then looking at chat and seeing that even if there's people watching, there's no response, there's no like LL, mm. there's no nothing. It is somewhat of a sinking feeling. It's almost like, it's almost, it would almost be like, and I, I don't know 
I don't think a lot of people know this, but I do actually have a background in performing arts, including doing some stand-up and uh, doing like competitive speech competition. So like when I say competitive mm. speech, a lot of people are like, oh, you gave speeches. No, 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 not like that. Like me and my buddy Ian would cut a full length play down to about eight minutes. We did a comedic duo um, and we would perform every single character in that play. So there was one play that we did. It was basically a Toy Story ripoff where I played like a freaking teddy bear. And the lo- the jokes that we cut into that and the way that we performed it, like uh, we would literally, I would have to assume different postures when I was in each character. It, it, there would be, it, it's almost like if I did that pop with the joke specifically as the teddy bear that I know killed and killed like every single competitive round I did and nothing. It's almost like a, a comedian telling a joke and it falling completely flat yeah. and not even getting a boo from the audience, just <laughs> crickets. Like that's kind of yeah. how it can feel if you huh. do that too often. Yeah. So it, it becomes kind of this weird give and take with, my emotions i don't know if this is that way for you but for me it's like damn that was funny as hell and there's nothing like it kind of it's deflating a little bit sometimes it it, it can be and it's a live show so it's not like and yes you can take breaks but it's like okay well if that didn't i usually have some sort of like a call to action where it's like how do you feel about that does any has does anybody else notice this uh, what is like, what is, what are your guys' favorite things of this? Like, you, you know, it gets people to respond a lot. It's like food. It's like, oh, it's yeah. like p- p- people feel compelled to respond. Your pizza like, chat, bro. Pizza chat, pretty much. Like uh, I, I go through a diatribe of, uh, of why like pineapple on pizza is okay. And like, you guys don't know even get me started talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and I'm serious, but you know, it's like, it, it the the thing that people always like to, they always like to say the trope of uh you know be yourself be entertaining whatever it is it, there's no there's no blueprint to it it's it is what you want it to be <laughs> and and uh, you don't necessarily now you would maybe expect me to say like you get into it you get out of it what you put into it that's not necessarily the case with Twitch you get into you, you get out of it what the audience yeah what, what the audience feels like giving you <laughs> so it's like not wrong it, it's like you could you could spend uh, uh 40 hours which we'll get into a little bit about you streaming full-time a few years ago you could do that full-time for weeks and you could have days where things are great it's really active you could have other days where i don't know it might be kind of dead and you don't address it because you know what like lurking on twitch it doesn't necessarily mean that the person isn't enjoying themselves. It just it means, just means that, that they're probably playing a game or they have games open or they're at yeah. work. Yeah. But still we come back to the original spirit of the question. Chat activity does somewhat equal like growth in a channel. People join a channel. Oh, it 100% a times people, does. People join my channel. And if the person's feeling like a jerk, they'll be like, why is the chat dead? You know, stuff like that. And you can't fault them for that necessarily, but it really does suck. <laughs> it really yeah, does suck when somebody says that. Yeah. It's like they're trying to hold you accountable for people lurking instead of, uh, yeah. you know, instead of chatting. And my, they, you my only attitude, have so much control. My attitudes have softened over the years. I can't say that I've been the uh, picture of 
uh, I guess, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for. I haven't been the perfect streamer. I haven't had the most balanced mindset when it came to like what to expect out of a Twitch chat, what to expect out of like viewers. I think there was a time when I was streaming and I was used to people being active. I was used to running these like play with viewers events. We would all be a pretty tight knit group and we would invite new people in. A lot of friendships were made. What happens when you do that? People splinter off and play in their own groups. You have to continually like build it, build, get more building blocks for your community to uh, to replace those that move on, et cetera, et cetera. If you were not taking the right steps to market yourself and grow, then what do you really expect? You expect that the returns that you get are going to be are going to match you know, last year, are you running this like a business? Are you looking at your numbers? Are you doing all the things you need to do? If you're not doing all of that, then your expectations really are zero because like, what, what is your motivation to do what you do? Um, if it's to grow it, if it's to be full-time, then it has to be like a job. But for me, I had to adjust that mindset. There was a time where I started to get really disappointed in what I would see, I would get a little bit upset about, like, why is nobody saying anything? And I think that my at my attitude was kind of shitty sometimes, and I'd be a little bit uh, passive aggressive. I, I don't have specific examples, but I, in the times where, and you, you've taken breaks from streaming too, you and I have both had that in common. I had mm -hmm. to think, like, to come back, I had to have a purpose for it. And I had to, like, strip all of those things away and find like what is the thing like if let's just say i had like one person watching like what would the purpose of that be well if some cool shit happens i'm here it's recorded and that person can react to it or enjoy it you know and that's i guess that's it you know that's it yeah. like it's just when cool shit happens it's <laughs> it's on record you know and it's more fun to do with people watching and like games games are just more fun for me when i'm when i'm playing them and and broadcasting them in general so um what is my question to you <laughs> uh let's see what what is a question to you when it comes to all that like like what drives you to continue to, to like come back and you want to do this podcast and you want to you want to come back and stream and we didn't even cover like why you started streaming yeah let, let me ask that question first and then maybe you can tie into how that is now versus how it was back when you started. So, like, what is it for you? Uh, let's see. What, so, what, what is it for you that, that, like, drives you now to, like, want to come back? Well, um, when I started, I actually uh, originally, the first thing I ever did when I downloaded, like, OBS and I got my, you know, my setup all done, um, I actually was trying to be a YouTuber. Uh, before I ever even thought about trying Twitch because I was like, I don't know that I can do this live. Um, in my head, I was like, it's going to be easier to record it and edit it and do it on my own time. Yeah. Uh, but then what I found is like, I really wanted to play. Like I, I always kind of knew about Daisy and I had friends that played Daisy. And then through you and through the Blacklist community, I was like, damn, I want to play Daisy more. Like I didn't want to just like do what I was doing before and like play it every once in a while with friends, I wanted to do that. Um, and so for me, that was kind of the motivation behind that because it was really hard for me to make, like to 
to come up with things to do in Daisy, being someone mm. who wasn't super experienced in it. And so I was like, well, this is going to be a lot easier to live stream. And then if yeah. I really want to, something happens, I can put that on YouTube. That's a lot easier to cut something out and throw that over there as opposed to recording three hours of footage and potentially editing it down. Mm. Or um, like, like I said, the first thing I ever recorded was Outlast. And I, I actually don't even think I finished that. I don't think I finished Outlast on camera. I think I did it off, off <laughs> camera, which I, is something I always kind of regret. Yeah, for me, that was kind of how I got into it. it was just kind of a natural transition to, well, this is literally easier than doing YouTube for me um there's less setup involved even though yeah there's kind of more in some ways there's also a like there's more that goes into it when you're sitting down and getting ready yeah of course but after the fact there's not hours and hours and hours of work to do it's just funny it's just funny that you thought that and and you're not you're not necessarily wrong for that for that thought it's like you thought it it would have been easier for you to make youtube videos but then you realize like hey well live streaming is and and to be fair, like Daisy, I would agree. The original mod, standalone, even it's it's really built for live streaming because you have you have time to like build up a story, right? But it's also something where you have space to to talk with your audience, right? Yeah, you have yeah, gaps sure. in time where you can interact with people. So if you're one of those people who really like, likes to interact with your chat, and that's most people that stream, then that's that's the right game for it. So yeah. And then yeah. there's a lot of games that kind of fit that mold too that I, I found myself more and more interested in over time. And then as far as what brings me back to it, the the only reason that I've taken breaks and it's it's almost always because it, it's funny because the first time it happened, I actually um, it was when Arma Three Battle Royale was a big thing, and um, the first like break I took, I was actually starting to gain momentum as a Twitch streamer. That was when I had oh, yeah. probably the best numbers I ever had. Mm. Um, and I hadn't been streaming for all that long. And then just mental health reasons and work reasons, I felt completely overwhelmed. Yeah. And um, I was working at the time uh, two jobs. And it was just like, I'm working two jobs and I'm trying to do this. Something's got to give. Um, one of those two jobs did give, but then like I, there was like a recovery period for my brain where I just couldn't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's kind of been like a consistent thing for me. Every time I've had to step away from it, it's been mental health related. Like right. I'm just feeling stressed. I'm feeling overwhelmed. Uh, yeah. like last year, part of the reason why the podcast like died was I, I switched professionally from one company that got bought out to another company and that new bigger company was total crap to us and my paychecks went down everything was like down in the dumps and then i switched companies from there to a brand new company in my area um that i'm still with now doing pest control and i'm i've actually been promoted since but like it's it, it just was so overwhelming the amount of things going on in my life. I was like, I, I don't know how I can do. And I actually looked through the stats. I streamed more than I thought I did last summer, but it still wasn't like it took a huge dip and it was just like, I, I didn't even know what to do. So it's just kind of been hmm. stuff like that. And as far as coming back every time it's been, I, I just miss it. Like I never want to step away from it. I enjoy streaming. Um, yeah. I kind of feel like, and this is kind of what we had talked about the other day with the video. I kind of feel like I killed all my channel's momentum and my own community um, a little bit every time I would wind up taking those prolonged breaks. Mm. And then you come back and some people come back and then 
just like me, some people need to step away from it. Some people have a life change yeah. and they're just not on at the time that I was on anymore. And so um, my regulars, a lot of my mods, some people that are even like admins in like my discord community and stuff, they're just, they're around, but they're not like around like they were. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it's kind of been one of those things where, I mean, well, look at it this, yeah, it, look, it's, oh, it's, sorry, tough. I, it's tough. Yeah, it, it is tough. It's It's one of those things that people always tell you, if you need to step away, step away, your community will be there when you come back. And that is true, but I feel like they also only have so much patience for it. So when you abuse that kind of like I did, they might be there when you come back or they might have moved on yeah, because I, I mean, you're not there. There's several things I could say about that that come to mind. It's like it's a dangerous mindset to have to think that your community, yeah, making assumptions about like why why it is that when you come back that there's less people well we are in as as you know our channels we are like individual independent like channels like we're uh, we're a website right yep we're also kind of like a tv channel right people can follow you and then when they get to their following page they see that you're live they'll tune in but they also it's also free content so you know if, if you're not there somebody somebody else's channel might fill that void that also might be it, it just look at it this way like think about how hard it was for us and it wasn't that hard but it, it took a little bit of effort for us to like sync up schedules you and i to do this just to yeah. just to like do a single conversation recorded in audio form now now imagine all of these individuals trying to find time to watch you when you're going live and maybe you have a set schedule, maybe you don't, it's obviously people always say, Oh, have a set schedule. And then more people will, you know, get used to watching. And that's true. But you know, when you don't do this for a living, that doesn't always work that way. And you have a family and you have responsibilities and stuff. It's like, (laughs) you can be, you can be as organized as you can be, but there are, you know, things take precedence too. Oh yeah. Everybody has a life outside of Twitch. And that's something that um, I've had to remind myself from time to time. I'm like, damn, I wonder where this dude's at. I'm like, well, and some of them I know pretty well. I'm like, well, he's got, you know, such and such going on. So, mm. of course, he's not here. So it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like you got to remind yourself that sometimes because they're, you know, your friends on the Internet that you play games with, that you hang out with on Twitch. Yeah, they're not just the gamer friend. They're you know, just like me, everybody's got stuff going on. So, right. And, and people can be super consistent for a long time and then something happens and then boom, you won't see them for a long time because your, your schedules are opposite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got some tweets I want to read here and just have you, these are tweets from you. Oh boy. And just, and just have you kind of react to them. So this is tying into this one here is tying into, you know, you last year, when I think it was from last year, I should have written down the dates on these. When you were, you like, I, I, I think what you're trying to say here is, well, I'm not going to assume. I'm just going to read it. Okay. You said, I'm trying really hard to be okay, to have the energy to do what I want to do, not just what I have to do. I keep thinking it's going to get better. And every time I'm right there, it feels like there's a turn for the worse. I'm starting to question if I'll get there. Oh, boy. I know exactly when that's from. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, from spring of last year, right? When 
uh, I, I can't name the name of the company for legal reasons, but right when I can put it this way, they're one of the largest pest control companies in the world acquired the company that I worked for. And it was just like, you know, our pay was getting cut. Our hours were getting, we were working the same amount of hours for less money. And we were being told, Oh no, we don't have to pay you overtime at anything under 48 hours. Um, because that's state law, which is oh boy. technically true, but federal law trumps state law. So for those who ever find yourself in this situation in the future, um, so federal law dictates that overtime is paid out at 40 hours or more per week. Yes. Companies, small companies in particular, can obtain waivers from the federal government and go by state law if that state law is different. Um, depending on the state they're in, depending on you know labor laws and unions and and all of that, there are there is a possibility that your company could have a waiver for that. And if you're salaried, it doesn't count at all unless you're hourly. So it, it's one of those things where we were getting jacked around that way, and it was just like I was so burned out emotionally and financially, and like things would look like they were getting better outside, and then it would flop. And so it was really hard for me to muster up like the emotional fortitude and energy to be like, all right, I want to play video games and stream and like have a good time when I'm just like, man, it's, I don't know if to, I can pay my bills. It's, you hard know to what I mean? it's, it's really hard to compartmentalize that. If, if like you just can't get it off your mind, like it's, it's a big deal to have some sort of comfort in knowing like, okay, I'm going to be able to pay my bills this month. Rent is fine, whatever mortgage and everyone's being fed um, and things are going to be cool. But if it's, if things are in flux and like, you know, for me last year definitely had some of those moments where it was very uncomfortable. It was like, Hmm, uh, I guess I'll wait a couple of weeks to pay that bill. And then, you know, this one, uh, that one I have to pay now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> things are touch and go a little bit. So when it's like that, yeah, having, yeah. It, it, but in the back of your mind, you were, it's the part of it about you, you know, doing what you want to do. You like, you wanted to, you, you never wanted to take a break from, from Twitch and other things, but you just like, things are just, just burning alive. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just like, I couldn't, it, it was to the point where I got home. I, you know, ate dinner put the kids to bed and instead of doing things that I enjoy, you know, taking some time for me, which I'm doing now. And I'm finally, am at the point where I'm like, Hey, I'm going to do things that I enjoy. Um, I just go to bed and I'd wake up and I'd do it again. And I, I'd actually get, but part of the problem is with my schedule, I have to sacrifice a certain amount of hours of sleep in order to even play games or anything. Cause sure. I work 10 hours a day. It, when I was a technician, that was a minimum 10 hours a day. Now it's like, that's kind of the standard for me is 10 hours a day. So in order for me to to do any of that, I'd be like, I'd have to sacrifice sleep. And I'm like, I, I just, I need to go to bed. I can't even. So. Mm. Yeah. You, you have that like recovery period. Everybody, mm -hmm. everybody needs it. And I don't know, you get, when you get, we do sort of operate on a bit of momentum when it comes to things that we enjoy. And if our work life isn't seeping into our personal life, which is when you clock out, you go home, you're on your personal time, you can focus on the family and the, and you know, that part of it. And it's like, do stuff that I enjoy. Yeah. Or is it like, Oh, I'm already thinking about tomorrow, you know, yeah. you can get 
get to that point, then that's a, just a much better quality of life. Um, yeah. And, and the funny thing is I would come home and instead of being able to even be with my family, it would be like, all right, I got to call all of my customers for no next week today, like this day, next week. Um, and let them know that I'll be out there. So I would be on, I'd be off the clock working for another hour. Oh, no. And that was the expectation that I would do that every single day. Wow. And so it was like, it, it just got to be way too much. Yeah. Yeah. One of my, one of my side jobs I do in the fall, you know, um, really like just winterizing people's sprinkler systems. It's, it's just like a little side gig that I do. I know from that this past year, just the phone calls was just the worst part. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you have I have like, I don't even know, like, let's say like, dozens and dozens of customers, right? It's not that many, but it's it's a lot for one person. Mm -hmm. And there was a weather, <laughs> there was like a weather emergency coming in a couple of days, I had just finished calling everybody got everybody scheduled in. And this was, in addition to my full time job, I was working 40 hours, you know, I had everybody penciled in on specific days where I can maximize my earnings, you know, slower days from my other job. I had it all done. And then it was like this winter weather warning. <laughs> and I had to I had to start over and call everybody back and say, Hey, your pipes are gonna freeze on this day. Do you want me to come earlier and get this done? Cause I had elderly customers and stuff. Yeah. You know? So you do you do sort of feel like obligated. When you're like running your own little small business, it's different. It's different when the uh, when the responsibility goes on somebody else. When it all falls on you, it, it gets to be a lot. And, yeah, it's a horse oh, of a different color, that's for sure. Holy shit! But we got it done. Got it done. People are really appreciative. Um, but it was it took a lot out of me actually. After that was all said and done. I felt like a little bit of like depression seeping in. It was like I was holding it together because I like injured myself during that whole time period too. So I was working injured. I like tweaked my knee and I was limping around and like in uh, overcompensating with my other leg. Like I ended up like rolling my ankles. So I was like, I was barely, I was, I barely got through it. And in a bad not, way. I was in a bad way and it wasn't it was one of those things where it's not like a serious injury to where I'm gonna have to be like have a surgery or something it's just one of those like old man slash fat man things where it's like just stress injuries and like yeah it happens and you gotta keep on rub some dirt on it and move on or whatever you know like I couldn't I couldn't have a day off because well this this was crunch time and not only like these people need this work done I need the money you know, I yeah. need it desperately. Um, and, and like, just like clockwork, right after I get all of that, and I have this extra little, little bump of money, that's supposed to be there for like emergency purposes. And like, I know that I'm like, actually, I didn't know at the time that I was going to have to move. But it was like, well, I kind of want to get a different vehicle soon. <laughs> my, my car like needs you know, $1,600 in repairs. So it's like, yeah, there goes all, there goes most of my extra money <laughs> right, right into that. And then I'm back at square one. So yeah, I mean, it's just life. That's just how it goes. Pretty much. Um, but if I wouldn't have done, if I wouldn't have worked my ass off, then I don't even know. I would have had Where to put would you stuff have on. Been then? Yeah, I would have had to put stuff on worse. credit cards. Hopefully I could get the credit to, <laughs> to cover that. And cause like I, the, with my job, like I depend on my car to get around 
uh, I don't even know, man. I would have had to find some kind of a really crappy cheap car that probably would have just wound it, up being needed to be fixed yeah, as well. <laughs> probably would have gotten like flat tires and all sorts of stuff. But yeah, I made it through. I made it through, and and you made it through too. And now you have like your things are in a pretty good place for you right now. Is that right? Yeah, they're they're definitely better mm. than they were last year. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, here's another one from you. It says, also going through my Twitter following list has made me realize just how many streamers I follow that at one point or another have stepped away for a long stretch, like I did, and have announced a return only to stream for like a week and not stay active. Hope I follow through. What do you think of that? Yeah, that was just something that I kind of realized when I was going through the other day because I... I realized I f was following a lot of Twitter accounts that are either no longer active or like people that followed me that I was like, Oh, they're a, a content creator as well. Maybe I'll give them a follow, check out their stuff. And then there was like never any interaction at all. So I like unfollowed them. And when I was doing that, I realized like, I was like, Oh, there's Omnom Chomp. I wonder what he's up yeah. to. He, he came back to streaming for a minute. Oh no, he's, he's not doing that anymore. Um, you know, CJ, uh, you know, I know, I know, you know, CJ, we're, well, yep. we both know CJ pretty well. He, has been kind of come back to it a few times and then step back away. So has Marissa. So has like a, a lot of people that I follow. CJ the Even, Rocker and Ono Porkchop. And Ono Porkchop. Yep. Yeah, they, they're both good friends and they're both, you know, the, the founders of like the mosh pit CJ's stream team um, that I'm a part of. And it, it just, there's been a lot of people that I admire and respect their content. And I like them as people. And I was like excited to see them, come back at times and then, you know, they're gone. And I, I just going through it and looking at, you know, people's Twitters, I'm like, Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Like a, another example was, um, uh, Calendell was, uh, yeah. he was, uh, actually one of the, he was another one that I found through you and he was, um, a streamer that I watch like every day. He's part of the reason why I played Arma three battle Royale. Uh, mm -hmm. you actually ironically were, the first time I ever played Battle Royale at all was DayZ Battle Royale with sure. your community. Yeah. Um, and then... <laughs> I had and a good then, time with it, man. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome. And then, uh, you know, I found Calendell through the Blacklist playing Arma 3, and that's how I got into Arma 3 Battle Royale, um, was I actually specifically bought Arma 3 just to play BR. That's, um, interesting. that's so, interesting, yeah. Yeah, and, like, there's just been a lot of them that have done that, and I've I've done it multiple times where I've gone away for an extended period, come back, streamed for a while, gone away. And there's a good chunk of them that have like come back and been like, yeah, I'm back. We're going to do this again. Mm. And then it's been a year and it's like, holy crap, I don't yeah. want to do that. I mean, I, I don't want to assume people's reasons for things. I, <laughs> and, and, and I won't, and unless I know this is why the person um, decided to do what they did, like I won't say, but I think for some, like it's, it's demoralizing to come back and really start from zero and yeah it, it can be that's kind of where yeah. i feel like I'm, I'm at right now it does feel like starting fresh because you know you, like i said earlier you come by and a lot of people that that you know and that you know you you grow to be good friends with are mm. kind of not not there right now and they might come yeah. back and i don't know exactly what's going on in everybody's life like i won't pretend to i never will make that assumption mm. that they're gone forever that they don't have a reason for going away obviously mm. like i said earlier everybody has a life outside of twitch and twitter and gaming like that's that's fine um i just found it to be interesting that 
so many people that, you know, I was a part of their communities and I would watch their streams and I would subbed and, you know, donated and all that good stuff. And I'm like, damn, they're gone. And they're part, like, for example, part of the reason that, that I even started streaming was guys like you and Adam and CJ. Mm -hmm. um, and you three were the primary streams that I watched when I first got into it. And then Callendale a little bit later than that. And it was like seeing people that I in ways have modeled my stream after and that I admire and that I have, you know, respect for not just as a streamer and as a you know gamer, but as a person mm. um, have to step back away from it. Cause they're like, it's, it's not, it does, it, it is, it can be demoralizing. And I'm like, damn, yeah. I hope that I can get through that part of it. <laughs> Cause it, it, it can suck to start over, but yeah. it's also, I try and spin it in my own head as, um, I mean, it can suck to start over, but it's also an opportunity for a fresh start. Like if I really wanted to, there's times where I've considered a total rebrand of my channel, um, like changing my, my name and everything mm. on Twitch and there wouldn't be a better time to do it <laughs> than when nobody's really around. Yeah. Um, because there's a danger to that too, though. There is, because then, you know, people come back and they're like, who the hell is this? Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it's just, I, I'm not going to do a rebrand. I've kind of settled on, it, on that. If you but... do, yeah, if you do it, just just be natural with it. In yeah. fact, why, why don't you tell people, this is the first question that I ask sometimes, what does the name mean? What what does it mean? What does Valiant mean? Is the 13, does that mean something? So the, thir the 13 means something. Yeah. 13 for me is has always kind of been a lucky number. I was born mm -hmm. on, on the 13th. Okay. Um, so like, that's always kind of been like my number. Like I, I wore 13 when I played baseball. Um, there were mm. times where I wore 13 when I played football or soccer, mm. or like, so, but, but 13 has always been like in your aliases for gaming, et cetera. Oh yeah. Like my, my okay. Xbox gamer tag has 13 and it. it's not Valiant 13, but it, it's got 13 in it. And like, that's mm. always kind of been a thing. But as far as like Valiant, um, that honestly, I came up with when I was, uh, kind of working on, so when I created my Steam account and created the 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 you know name Valiant Thirteen on there, um, which has become my handle pretty much everywhere except my Xbox because you have to pay to change your Xbox gamer tag, which I think is stupid. But anyway, <laughs> that's an aside. Um, yeah, the uh, it, it literally was just like I was trying to come up with a, a name for a character in a fantasy setting, and I was like Valiant. That that kind of is a play on my yeah. last name, and it also sounds kind of cool. I was like, yeah, I can roll with that as a as a handle, and boom, became a there, there as well. So you feel like you still kind of identify with it? Yeah, I definitely cool. do. Good, Especially because I good. have friends outside of this who uh, call me Val. Not a lot, but I do have some friends that call me Val because my last name is yeah. you know is Valley. So I like I've grew up. People would call me Valley. Some people yeah. call me Val. Most of the time, people just call me Tim, my name. But like, yeah. there were quite a few times where people would call me by my last name or by just Val, and mm -hmm. um, so I was like, eh, it's not that weird to have people calling me that on Twitch. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna come back to this topic, but I want to tie up the last thing and and just say something positive to people about like coming back to just streaming from taking breaks and things like that. Again, like you don't know what happened with the, the people that it's not like a bunch of people unfollowed your channel, by the way. That's usually not the case. No, it's just that they haven't they, you haven't quite hit them at the right time yet. 
they yeah. will they will circle back. I mean, I can tell you this from streaming since 2012 on Orange Sherbet, and then prior to that, you know, a year and a half prior to that, um, on other on a different channel playing specifically one game, uh, playing APB. Like people will come back eventually. <laughs> it might take years, dude. Yeah. I see people come back from some of the original days and like, holy shit, you you still stream. It's not that people don't like you. It's just that if you take a break, they, they don't know haven't. You're there. Yeah, it, it, and if and if you're not like this social media god that people still can still know you from that, like they only know you from Twitch, then you're just back in the back in the queue with everybody else. But here's another thing too, is like if you're a variety streamer, somebody who plays a lot of different games, each one of these games has a set of discovery to it, to where people can find you. So you're going to have a chance to attract new viewers playing these other games. Or if you stick to one, then you're always in the queue for people looking for that specific thing. So there you go. Like, don't give up just because you come back and it's, if you're not, if you're not ready to tackle the idea of dead air on your channel and you have expectations, Yeah. then I don't know what to tell you because it's going to be rough. I mean, and... it's, it's, it is literally like starting over. So if you weren't ready the first time, then you're really not going to be ready the second time. Because yeah. like we said earlier, that can feel, if you've had something before where you've had an active chat, yeah. you've had good interactions yeah. with people, you've had a solid community mm-hmm. and now they're gone. That can suck. The, it doesn't mean they won't come back. It means you got to be patient with it. And you got to work. The onus is that. not on the chat to no, drive it's a, it. You, it's on you are you the, the engine that drives yeah. the stream. So just Absolutely. drive it. Just keep driving, dude. Keep keep it keep it between the lines. Sometimes swerve over into the ditch. You know, just wake people up. Hey, <laughs> uh, yeah. Are you guys are you guys still awake? <laughs> All right, right, great. And then pull her back on the road. Keep her moving. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, just uh, just just don't quit. Just keep it like if 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 you really want if you really want something, if you want to to grow and you want things like it's just it's no one owes you anything. So it's it, you got to earn it, got to earn it somehow. And and, 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 and and there's no like clear in the in the thing that sucks is there's no clear indication of of anything else than like pure metrics of like what success is going to be. Well, and the funny thing is you never know when it's going to come because like, um, with, with, uh, for example, when I kind of had my best numbers when I was playing a lot of armor three battle Royale, it just kind of naturally went from a couple of viewers when I was like, first got into it and it was like friends that I met through other streams and stuff that were like, Oh, you stream now too. It's like, yeah, man. And then all of a sudden it was, you know, some other people from other parts of the community. And then it was all of a sudden you got 30 plus people in chat yeah. on a fairly consistent basis. And then yeah. you never know what's going to drive that. It just kind of yeah. feels sudden and it comes out of nowhere and you just got to mm-hmm. build towards it. And mm-hmm. um, it can be it, that actually itself can feel uh, overwhelming at, at times too. I know mm. there are a few streamers that I know who have even a couple of them that have been partnered that, that actually has been a, a part of their anxiety when it comes to streaming. We're like, oh crap, I've got like 70 people watching me. Now the pressure <laughs> is on. Yeah. And then they're like, I, I kind of don't want that right now. I kind of yeah. don't, I'm not feeling it. So I need to not do that. And then it becomes, so, yeah. I yeah. mean, I mean to, to, to tie into that a little bit. Uh, yeah. It can be, 
you never want to feel like you're playing to your numbers. You want to feel like you're playing to your audience always. And things yeah. will change, by the way. All of a sudden, you get raided by a big streamer. You better be ready to like keep up with the chat, however you want to do it. I think a good way to do it is to focus on your game or not. Or maybe you need to you either need to do two things. Shut that shit down. Go to a scene where you're just chatting with the chat. And that's probably a good idea. If you get a bunch of people right away, you can say what you want to say, react to what you want to react to. You don't have to read everybody's message out loud. You can address what you want to address. Thank people accordingly for things. Let them know what you're doing, etc. And then keep your shit moving, you know, keep keep the conversation going. Um, a good way to do it if you're still playing a game is like do a bunch of them in like a block. And it's hard to like not just like go from the bottom up. You kind of have to sometimes you might even have to scroll up and be like, okay, talked about this, talked to that, said thank you for following this person, thank you for that Twitch Prime, blah, 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 or whatever it is. And then, you know. Thanks to that person for raiding, etc. What's up? Yeah, this game is I'm playing Minecraft, bro. Yeah, we're playing Minecraft tonight, man. And like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, this is this texture pack, dude. I'm all about that. And la 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 la. Was is Sortex one of those? I forgot. Um, I don't know much about Minecraft nowadays. I, I, I don't know why I brought I'm not sure. Minecraft I thought is... I, I thought it'd be a good like oddball example, but yeah, you've got to be you might all of a sudden become like way more interactive <laughs> and it's by design. Like a bunch of people are chatting. So how are you going to keep them there? Be entertaining, be engaging, yeah. etc. And, but... and that's the important thing to remember from raids and, and hosts and all that, that boost is always going to be temporary, but yes. you're going to, you, so like, and that's a thing that I think has thrown some friends of mine who have had at least temporary success on stream. Mm. You know, they get that temporary boost and they're like, All right, it's always going to be this number. I got, <laughs> I'm, at, I'm at 55 right now. Oof. I'm going to stay at 55 for the foreseeable future. Now you're going to, you're going to keep a chunk of that audience if you do it right. If not, you're going to wind up right back where you were. So mm. it's exactly like you were saying, you got your job as the streamer is to be the engine, to be the draw to the stream. Yeah um people and might just, come just, there for the game and with the other streamer but just pretend like you've done it you. before just pretend yeah. like you've done it before you know like it's just it's, it's like it's scoring it. a touchdown <laughs> act, act like you've been there yeah yeah what are we gonna do next here uh that i'd like to i'd like to we're bouncing around a lot i think there was one thing um because you talked about your you know your twitch brand i thought that was great you know yeah. it makes sense I'll give my quick reaction to like how how I feel about my brand or whatever. I hate it. I just don't. <laughs> I've heard you tell this story before, and I, I absolutely just, love it. It just, it just, I needed a name, so it is. And like, I just don't, I don't identify with it. It's orange sherbet. Like, it's you just, have to it's, tell it's, the it's, whole it's, story. It's what you people, have to tell the entire people, story, Dan. Oh God, people can go. I have like a whole. There's like a whole like story somewhere. You haven't I'll, told I, it on the podcast. Yeah, I have. Didn't I? Oh, I have. I don't. I haven't heard it. Yeah, it's it's in there in like the first um, episode, I think. But I'll give a quick synopsis of it because why not? I mean, I, I it's it's similar to how the StarCraft two player Nest T got his name. <laughs> Something was he had a bottle of Nest T on his desk, so you know, I get home from work, I need to make a Twitch name. I'm ice cream merchandiser guy. I wear gloves when i'm stocking stuff i don't do that job anymore i did that for like six months uh 
had some orange sherbet stuck between my fingers because it got through the gloves. Those freaking ice cream containers were so sticky. <laughs> it, <laughs> like they had a manufacturing defect where those were always the, it, they filled them too full. So like it was dripping down the sides and it was frozen. You grab them with your gloves and it would stick to your gloves. And it's like glue. It's like sugary glue and they're coated in rubber, but still there's like the, the cloth part on the top and it would get, right between the webbing of your fingers. And I'd just be like racing home. Like I hated that job so much because I wasn't used to driving in Colorado traffic, the aggressive nature of it. And I just had like, like, I just want a few hours so I can play Daisy and whatever, you know, like I just wanted to get home. I was thinking about it all day. And it's weird. Cause I don't, haven't had that passion for games in quite a long time. Uh, recently actually with seven days to die, I've gotten some of it back, but, Anyway, so coming home, racing home, and there were people that I would watch, and I just felt like I wanted to chat this one day. So I'm like, what am I going to use for my name? Because I'll be honest with you, I made a, like a troll account before that, and I had a really fail troll on somebody else's stream that was just like, it was somebody, I, I made like one stupid troll comment, and then I just never used that Twitch account again. I'm like, all right, well, well that was that's over. So now I made this other account, Orange Sherbet, because shit stuck between my fingers. It took me a long time to like, because I never really expected to stream. It took me a long time to figure out like, what is that? <laughs> I'm going to make like art for this channel. I have to make art. Like, what, what is it? I'm going to make like a bucket of ice cream. Like, <laughs> you know, eventually, like over the last, I had this great artist, Tolga, Tolgasaurus on, on Twitter we came up with some emotes that actually kind of represent kind of like what what it would mean if somebody's called orange sherbet and like i had this like sherbs up thing it's like an orange creamsicle popsicle thing great that's cool we the sherb love i'm i'm pretty proud of you know myself and in gamma bacon who was in school for art and, and gamma other things, bacon very, very talented guy um made the original kind of emote for my channel um because when I got partnered, it kind of just happened suddenly, wasn't expecting it, needed emotes. And then I'd never really thought of like the whole branding thing. But now it's kind of tongue in cheek where I say like, I hate my brand and whatever. It's just, it's like the, I, I say this and nobody gets the reference. Maybe you'll get it. If you don't, fine. I'm old. The Goo Goo Dolls syndrome, like the Goo Goo Dolls are a band from the 90s. They were around in like the late 80s or something. But like when they finally got success, they're still called the Goo Goo Dolls. It's not like they can change their band name. You know, no, they don't like it, though. I've probably <laughs> heard course. that. Yeah, they I've don't like that it. They, they kind of hate it. Well, who would want to be called the fucking Goo Goo Dolls? You know, <laughs> like who would want to be called Orange Sherbet? Like, it's not the worst, but it's not like, like, I don't even like Orange Sherbet. That's the thing. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. I don't even I'm pretty generic when it comes to ice cream flavors. I don't like a lot of stuff in my ice cream. I just like a high quality, like vanilla bean or. God, I'm, I glad I, I'm glad that I'm not named after an item of food. I'm just saying. <laughs> Cause mine right. would be like, I don't know, Coke fiend or something. A Coke fiend. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. Horrible. Could you imagine? Yeah, that wouldn't, that wouldn't fly. <laughs> Dude, there's, been like some, day. there's been some people who, uh, whose, whose Twitch names were kind of borderline, like maybe curse words or something. And then like, they had to be, I forget who it was. They had to have their name changed. Anyway, I'm glad that I haven't really had the, I just kind of left it and pretended like I was cool with it. 
but I, I've never had a thing where, you know, like you have like the Illuminati, right? That's yeah, like, I didn't even like come group. up with that, dude. Yeah, but it's it's the best way if the oh, chat gosh. identifies themselves. I'm like, I've said so many times, I used to do these yearly, um, like little surveys, and I do like a giveaway with it, and person fill out like a two minute survey, like what do you like about the channel, et cetera, et cetera. Do you like this and this? What's the schedule that you like to watch? And then I think one of the questions was like, if you guys were to identify the community as something, is it like the the sherbets, the sherbies, the sherbs? the uh orange crew like what do you want like it was all over the place and i'm just like well i can't decide they can't decide we're just we just are i start calling people like the family the i don't know it was, it was funny because when i first started streaming i mean the the hours that i was streaming i'd start at like one in the morning and i'd yeah. go till like you know four or five in the morning because i worked overnight so that was just my regular yeah that was just when i was the most awake and so i had originally and this is I find it a little a little funny because I had originally gone with, you know, the the graveyard shift. <laughs> and that was a thing that later on other I've heard other streamers do as well. And I, they didn't yeah. copy me. It was unrelated. It was simply mm. because they, I was like, I think Sequisha did that for a while. And now he's got the guest in, which yep. is even better. Uh, but like, it's just funny to me that that became like, that's like a common thing. A lot of people go with that by default. And then <laughs> um, I was doing a I think it was I was doing a 24 hour stream. And we were wrapping up and like, uh, I think it was Grant actually was it pretty sure it was Grant and uh, another viewer came up with the Voluminati because they were like <laughs> being just goofballs. And yeah. then we were going to raid somebody. And um, one of them started like just copy pasting in all caps to the point that Nightbot actually timed oh, them okay. out. Yep. um voluminati virus invasion or whatever, like was <laughs> the what they wanted the raid call to be. I was like, holy shit. Oh, and yeah. um then like Pretty aggressive uh, right <laughs> and then one of my one of my mods like came up with actually the logo and stuff um i actually had a different logo and all of that originally like it wasn't mm. you know the illuminati pyramid yeah. with voluminati on it and stuff it used to be yeah. literally just like uh i'd made all my original channel graphics myself it's why they were all poop they were all kind of like I tried to make them like smoky looking. They were all like black and gray. And like my yeah. logo was that. And I was like, that's kind of cool. And one of my viewers was like, just use this. This is much better. I was like, oh, shit, it is. <laughs> yeah. So it was really, really kind of funny. Yeah. When it's, it, unless you're like an artist with an eye for like branding and stuff like that, and I'm definitely not. And I don't think you are either. It's like what we think is going to look cool. Everybody else looks at it and it's like, well, okay, this looks like a 90s web page. <laughs> I'm talking about, I'm, by the way, I'm speaking only for myself, but you know, it's like, yeah, it, my idea of what things like uh, that the experience of in Tolga, by the way, at Tolga Soros, great artist. I don't know if his commissions are open, but damn, you know, working with him and, you know, uh, speaking uh, in DMs with, yeah. yeah, Nate, Nate Byer, I think. Is yeah, name. Nate's awesome. Nate does great. Oh work. my God, that guy, that guy, he just like, he was on it and he was so patient and he he knew about, People that know about like finding like the key colors for your brand and like tying those into all of your art. It's just like, well, I never would have thought of that. I'm just like, I like, I like the color blue. It's like, well, that doesn't, <laughs> that's not helpful. You know, it's like, yeah. what do you want? What do you like? You have to know going into it's, it kind of what you want. And, and 
it's important to be consistent with it too. Like there's a lot of people that'll kind of switch up their color scheme and Mm. it honestly makes a difference as dumb as it sounds. Like if you're not a person who thinks of it that way, then it doesn't sound like it makes sense. But then once you have somebody like Nate or, you know, a couple of people I've talked to kind of explain it to you that way, it's like, Oh yeah, yeah, it's important yeah. to be consistent with well, that. Well, stuff, the thing so. is, man, if you're not an artist, like, how would you know? Like, you didn't go to school for it. Maybe yeah. you kind of like, hey, I made a pretty cool like ashtray. I don't even know why they let us make ashtrays in like in an art class. Like, <laughs> I was like, it's for my dad. It's a different time. <laughs> I swear to God, I made an ashtray. I think yeah, I did dad. too. Oh, I made one from I made one in in elementary school, and All now right. it's like, oh, they we, do, we, they we did some like make ashtrays. Yeah, we, we did a we did like watercolor and we did these other things. You know, like we pretended like we were critiquing art but really we were just getting through it we weren't really identifying with it i can't i I can't even draw i can't draw a face i can't draw even my own hand like everything looks i I just don't know that's why i have so much respect for artists they can they can visualize it and put it on paper or put it on whatever digital art yeah i'm not a great artist in terms of like drawing but what i'm pretty good at and you have some experience with me doing this to you as I'm okay with Photoshop. Sure. Uh, or I actually use GIMP. I don't use Photoshop cause I didn't right. want to pay for, for Photoshop. Uh, so well, you don't want to pay a hundred dollars a month. Right. So like, <laughs> yeah, I use, I use GIMP, um, for my, my photo editing and most of my channel graphics and stuff I have made myself using mm. GIMP. There's some stuff like there's a GIF that I use now. That's like literally just black and white, like, I mean, it's a black background with like white lines, right. almost kind of looks like hyperspace or whatever that I got off Google. Mm-hmm. Um, just like a, a royalty free one. As far as I could tell, it's royalty free. I'll have to, around. I'll have to, if you're interested in doing like stock footage and stuff, I can link you to some, uh, yeah, something that something was fairly inexpensive and basically you pay for a month of it. And then you just, I, I paid for a month of this um, stock footage mm-hmm. uh, website. And it was just like unlimited. No, that's cool. It, it was all, all you can like eat. Download all it. you can eat stock footage, whatever it is, download it all. And then you have, you can use it forever. So like I got like hundreds of these videos that made sense. That's cool. Yeah. Then I don't you, even like worry about that. I just like most of the editing I've done has been centered around my current logo and like my yeah. old, I think it's still my steam profile pic. There was mm-hmm. a picture I took. It, it was actually from a video I made that was um, I've always had an interest in in like making videos. So like mm. even going back before I talked about, you know, the the YouTube page that I have that I don't really use. That's like um, gaming videos. Before that, I had another YouTube page and it was just short comedy videos. And yeah. we have a Facebook page. It was me and my buddy Ian. It makes like, sense. It yeah. Makes sense like that you had that because. Cause you and your friend Ian, you have um, real experience performing. So it makes sense that you would transition that into YouTube. Someone who oh, actually yeah. has experience doing it. You're just putting it on. On film. Just, That's yeah, all it was. It yeah. Film. Yeah. There was a, there was a skit um, called Timmy the Grouch where it's exactly what you think it is. It's an Oscar the Grouch a bit. And it literally involved me in a trash can. So that's, that's oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no, I was all about, it was my idea. Yeah. Oh, um, man. Like, it was a stupid idea, but it was one of my favorite videos we've ever are done. You, are you a method actor? Did you did you get, like, oh. a real trash can? Was oh, it yeah, it was a real thing? trash can. It was oh, a real... Yeah. We were nice. in a church parking lot mm. uh, up in Duluth because we had been filming kind of out in the woods, a, a completely separate project, and we just started goofing around, and we were joking, and Ian was like, 
what what would you do if I wanted to do a video that centered around that trash can? I was like, I would climb inside it and I would be Oscar the Grouch. And okay. um, he thought I was kidding. And then we went over there and his girlfriend at the time filmed it. And he like, yeah, I like popped out of the, the trash can. And I was Oscar the Grouch. Oh, okay. But really what I was was just like, it came off as like me just being this old drunk, like, <laughs> I don't want to say old drunk homeless dude, but like, well, that's kind of what it was. Well, I mean, let's, that's kind of uh, what Oscar uh, the Grouch let's, let's is. Let's be honest, like, is Oscar the Grouch really had like a live film adaptation before? I think that uh, he, he might have been a pioneer now. I'm just uh, saying that way. Yeah. Now, it, uh, is yeah. there is there something to that where you because you were talking about uh, before we officially started the recording when we were mm-hmm. kind of just chatting it up, checking levels. You're talking about making this cinnamon roll video and how <laughs> how you're trying to prove that like cinnamon rolls really are good in and uh, um, s- somebody had said cinnamon rolls aren't that great hot take and you're like I'm gonna make a video that proves that they are good like it, is there something to that where like it, you you're like challenging yourself you, to, to get like this reaction from people it, it, is there something like that that kind of informs your like the performance side of you and and you like you know saying these these jokes while you're streaming and that like where where does that all like come from is that is that from your experience in like acting and performing maybe partially i just like to make people laugh okay and so literally he put out just that comedy tweet. yeah 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 and so he put out that tweet and i was like you know what would be funny <laughs> i was like if i actually made a video like a five minute long video just raving about cinnamon rolls and like taking some of his tweets and putting them out of context to make it look like he's just a bad person for sure. not liking cinnamon rolls. And obviously right. it's all, all a joke. I'm friends yeah. with this guy. It's it's yeah. for those who don't know him, it's it's Empire um on on Twitch. He's uh uh Empire with a Y because he's got to be different. Mm. Um he's a funny dude. Um I think you know him a little bit as well. Yeah. Um he's a good guy, good streamer and yeah, he just put out that tweet and I was like, you know what? This is going to be funny. And I think he'll enjoy it. And I know I'll enjoy it. And at the end of the day, that's the only thing I'm ever trying to do. <laughs> Most of my jokes, I'm just trying to make one person laugh. That's yeah. it. They're they're specifically for one. If everybody else enjoys them, perfect. But Who like, like when, <laughs> um, when GameStop, uh, this is kind of related, not really, but there was a Kotaku article that um, got posted the other day. And I just happened to see it as it was like popping up on Twitter. So like within 10 seconds, um, I saw it and it said that armed robber steals $130,000 worth of GameStop merchandise. And so within seconds of seeing that, I tweeted back at them and it was really for my friend Cody because he knows uh, when I tried to sell my Xbox at GameStop, like my Xbox 360 and all the games I had, they offered me like 25 bucks. Of course. And without the Xbox, they wanted to give me like 15 bucks worse than so, a pawn shop. Yeah. Right. And so it was like $130,000 worth of merchants. I'm like, I'll give them three fifty for it. <laughs> and it was really for my friend Cody, but like that tweet, I think is probably the most popular tweet I've ever sent out. Cause it has like 150 some likes. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not like it blew up. Blew no, up. that's like, that, no, that's, that's comedy, man. That's, a, yeah. that's observation. Uh, observing, uh, going deep into your life experience to things that are, are ridiculous, like freaking GameStop and how they lowball the shit out of you. And then, you know, 
pointing By the way, out. Obviously not stop sponsored. Love you, GameStop. Uh, sponsor me. Just saying. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> they don't care. I no, don't think that they have. Yeah, but it's funny. Like, um, yeah. I mean, it's hilarious. Yeah, man. So you just you have this sort of comedic mindset to things like. Yeah, that's feel... like like when you were telling the story on stream uh, a couple of weeks ago about not liking to be tucked in. And so right. what do I do? I immediately <laughs> hop in GIMP and yeah. I edit yeah. you being tucked in because yeah, don't, don't I did do it because I thought you would find can, it. Can I, can I defend myself a little bit here? <laughs> no. Do, who 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 <laughs> likes to be tucked in? My son. Kids? Do they? He's four. He loves oh, it. Oh, yeah, I, I guess so. Like, I guess so. I don't but... like. But see, here's the thing. You're making it sound like tucked in means that like they're like physically poking the blankets underneath you. Well, that's what it when is. I, Okay, but it doesn't have to be. When I say I'm going to tuck you in now, buddy, I just cover him up with a blanket and like, yeah, yeah I I make sure he's snug, but I'm not like physically restraining my child with a blanket. No. Like you make it sound like no. you're turning it into a straitjacket. And it no, doesn't but have it, to be like I don't that, even like bro. that. <laughs> I want to put the blanket how I want to put it. I don't want somebody. Don't put that fucking blanket on me. <laughs> I'm going to put it. I might not even need the blanket. Might only need the sheet. Dan, do you need to how warm? Right Depends on depends on how warm the room is. I like it. I like the room a little bit colder for sleeping. You, you know what's funny, Dan, is if the room's too warm, you can always take the blanket back off. Yeah, but don't fucking put the blanket on me. I'm a grown ass man. By the way, yeah. By the way, also like I'm, uh, like as me as an adult, like don't tuck me in. Well, I don't know who that would, would be a little weird if someone was tucking in you now. Yeah, because... that's what I'm saying. That's all I was saying. And people, like, why is it such a hot take? Don't tuck me in. I don't even know why it came up. It's one I don't of those know things. either, but it was hilarious. <laughs> Obviously, we're kidding. Like, but uh, but yeah, if even as a kid, like, I don't think that uh, I think I was I think I was weirded out by it even as a kid. I don't know what it is. I thought I had, like a violent reaction to it. Yeah, um... I feel like I'm trapped. I feel like there's uh, maybe some seated issues going on here. Bob. Well, yeah, I used to have like sleepwalking. I used to, I don't know if you call them night terrors. I used to have like weird, I have like memories of as a kid, uh, like the one time where I ever, I think I get like sleep paralysis and stuff. The one time I ever had like a real life, like ghost sighting was as a kid, like in my little room in the upstairs of the, of the, the family home, and the family farm. It's a pretty small room. It really is a room designed for a little kid because as you get older, this room is not going to be big enough for like a teenager. Even like the ceiling is kind of like slanted in there. If you, it's like the slope of the roof. So like part of the room, really short wall. So what you're in the really middle, saying is you were Harry Potter in the attic. I don't know anything about Harry Potter, but let's move on. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I just can't relate. Uh, so I'm just, I'm in, I'm in my little twin bed, just snoozing away. And at some point during the night, I don't even think that a noise woke me up. I just woke up in my dream. Everything was very real. And all I could see, and I don't even know, here's the thing. I don't think that my bed was like facing the door. I don't think that like I laid in my bed facing the door, but in my dream or whatever it was, I was facing the door. And I look and I just see an apparition. It's just like a dark figure that's very tall. It it could have been wearing a cloak. It could have been, I mean, it kind of, to me, like in my memory now, it kind of looks like the Grim Reaper or something. 
is just like standing in the door. But I'm just petrified. I can't move. I'm just scared shitless. And that's really the memory. <laughs> it's just like me. And it was the first time ever, like, you feel that sleep paralysis where you are uh, aware that you're alive. And I don't even know if you're aware that you're breathing, maybe. But you can't move. And you're just like, you're like trying to move, but you can't. Yeah, I've had sleep paralysis. And Holy it, shit. It, 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 it fucks with you. Like, um, yeah, this was just. Uh, so you're more prone to get sleep paralysis if you have a wonky sleep schedule. You just are. Yeah. yeah. Um, and with me working overnights forever and then having children, so I didn't yeah. sleep. It was really a problem. So yeah. like, um, there were there was a span of a few nights in a row where I had it so bad that like, and it's also really common to have experiences like you were describing uh, while you ha- you're in that state. Now, whether or not it's something you're actually experiencing or something Mm. that's a hallucination because you're still partially asleep, but you're fully aware of your surroundings is completely up for debate. But like I've I've had it where I couldn't I was awake. I couldn't move. I couldn't open my eyes. I couldn't do anything, Mm. but I could feel like it felt like there was something touching my leg. And it wasn't my cat and it wasn't my wife and it wasn't my kids. It was just, it was like my hand, but not, it was physically not my hand. Was it warm, cold, (sighs) firm? Firm is the best way I can describe it. It wasn't like a soft touch. It was like a solid hand on my leg and I I could not react. And in my head, I'm screaming and I can't do anything and i was like that for about 10 minutes um before that I was, is a long time oh yeah and, and oh, i finally shit. like was able to get my myself to move and that's when i kind of snapped out of it and immediately i'm like nope i'm not sleeping anymore i went downstairs <laughs> i just like turned on the lights i just sat there for a bit and i was did like it, i don't know what that was i don't know if i'm you know freaking out i have no idea did it feel like you woke up or did it feel like you were awake the whole time you know what i mean it did felt it, like i was awake the whole time like what were your I, eyes open when you snapped too do you remember no i had to physically force my eyes oh, open like the first I thing i could oh, move so was my arm were you seeing anything at the time you were no you were my eyes dark. my eyes were Whoa, shut like okay. it was my Whoa. eyes were completely shut and i okay. could not physically Damn. open them and they're like my wife has had sleep paralysis before where like her eyes are awake and like I have to physically wake her the rest oh. of her up, like her, wake oh. her all the way up. That hasn't happened for a long time, but it has happened. But like for me, my eyes were shut and that made it even worse because I was having a physical sensation and it's not like I can open my eyes to see what's happening. Like that is fucking scary, dude. Yeah. I've and, had, yeah. You, when you have that, you feel like you're dead. Like, am yeah. I dying? Yeah. Like it's such a strange sensation, but we don't know what dying um, feels like. So like, is this right. dying? Yeah. Am I dying? <laughs> like I had no clue, man. <laughs> so I'm just glad that that hasn't Jesus. happened in a long yeah. time. Now I say that and I'm going to have it at five oh, in the morning before I get well, up to work. <laughs> how about this one? I remember now that thinking about it, like the first time I ever like fell asleep on my arm and, and like, cut off the circulation and I mm-hmm. woke up, I was a kid. I was this time. Now I'm in the basement. Cause I got the cool, got the basement room for the rest of my tenure at the farmhouse. So I get to be down there with the mice. We put a cat down there to catch the mice, et cetera. It would flood every once in a while. But this night, I I don't even know how long I was asleep, but 
on my arm, but I lost all circulation in like my left arm. So I wake up and my arm is dead, has no feeling, and it's just flopping around. And I'm I'm like, ah! <laughs> I do that all the time. I'm not Fucking even playing. The first time it happens, though, it's so scary. You're like, yeah. fuck! Like, I'm gonna, have to I, chop, I'm gonna chop this arm off, or like, I'm like flopping it around trying to get blood circulation. I don't know what to do. Yeah, and then, it's, then it's you like get that you, like, you're like pins and needles feeling when it finally gets some blood in it. Oh, what's the movie I'm trying to think of? There's a, a scene in a movie. Oh, it's like Ace Ventura when he gets <laughs> shot with all the darts, man. Yeah, like he's just flopping around, he can't control his arms. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what that makes me think of. And yeah. I, I do that all the time because oh, I shit. I have this terrible habit ever since I was a kid of sleeping on my stomach and tucking my arms underneath me while oh, I'm asleep. Yeah. So like yeah. I'll wake up and my arms are just both of them are just dead. And oh, so no. I literally am doing the ace Ventura, flopping my arms <laughs> side to side, trying to get circulation going. When you're when you're used to it and you know it's it's not scary, but when you oh, don't know, the then you're time, like though. the first time is like it's not it's not like uh not like your parents are like, all right, champ. We're going to go through the sleep rules. All right. So if you wake up and you <laughs> you wake up and you slept on your arm, don't freak out. It's going to be okay. All right. Good night. It's not like, not like every night you go through another like little lesson. It's like you learn the lessons when they happen. That's Pretty just, much, man. This is how it goes. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dead arm. What else do we have to to cover here tonight, man? Uh, I guess I guess the um, the question I had left for you is just well like what what are your plans like what do you what do you want to get out of this year uh, however you want to take that out of this year yeah or just like in the next few months however long you you have in your head a game plan what's your game plan i'm going to be completely honest with you man i don't ever have a game plan mm. that's part day of my problem day? yeah i'm day to day like i I, um, as far as like, like say my professional life, there's a long-term goal, Yeah. but there's not a going to wake up tomorrow, get X, Y, Z done. Like right now I'm at work, I'm, I'm studying for my master's license and I am going to, you know, test for that. And in order to say, run a, a pest control company in the state of Minnesota, you have to have your master's license. It's basically kind of like being like a master licensed plumber in other places. Minnesota has that same type of system where you have to apprentice for two years. And then, so you're on a company's license for two years on your journeyman license, and then you can get your master's and go from there. Uh, but as far as like streaming's concerned and that stuff, man, I just want to do it again. Like I just, I've missed it. I'd love to do this as a job. I'd love to like be like, I, I don't want to deal with bugs and mice anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's a single person I don't think there's a single person who has had the motivation to stream that would ever turn down streaming no. as a job. But like, that's, that's not the goal. Like if it ever got to that point where it was a possibility, yeah, maybe it would become the goal. Mm. But mm. right now it's like, that's, that's my fun. That's my social time. That's my, my fun time. That's, you know, I can play mm. games and talk to people and I, yeah. I can, it's not that I don't talk to people at work. It's that I don't talk to people I like at work very often outside of my coworkers. <laughs> I, I like my coworkers right. well enough. Like, yeah. um, you know, the, the people I, that are underneath me at, are my em employees, I guess is the only real way to phrase it since I'm their manager yeah. and stuff like they're, I like all of them well enough, but I'm their boss. That's right. And it's, it's not quite the same. We don't have that same relationship as we did when I was a technician. And outside of them, I just get phone calls from customers that I'm trying to right. 
get to not cancel service all day long. <laughs> so it's like it, I get people call. To, yeah. yeah, I get I get people that call and go, "Why are you even going to do a service? There's three feet of snow against my house." I'm like, "Well, here's what we do. Here's why we do it. Blah 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 blah." Uh, it's like, bro, I want to have conversations that I actually enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, isn't it great day. to have something a platform like Twitch? I don't know what, what we'd be doing now. We would have a few friends, like if it was, if Twitch wasn't around, I would be within some sort of a gaming community speaking about things very specific to that, maybe making uh, longer term friendships I have um, through Counter-Strike and other games. But this is just like, it's, it's so, it's such a blessing for us to be able to, to have our own communities and easily interact with others other communities and within this just like growing um universe of 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 things <laughs> it's just like it's not just games it's just things like interests it's, yeah um, and it, for me etc for me honestly when i first started streaming part of the reason i did it was i had just moved you know 200 miles which for me was a long way i lived yeah. In one town my entire life. So I moved Trust 200 me, miles away from friends and family. And so yeah. I was like, I moved down here. And the only people that lived down here that, um, you know, that lived in the Twin Cities at the time that I knew were like ex-girlfriends, my in-laws, and uh, people that I didn't talk to from high school. So I was like, so, um, so, so pretty friends. much, pretty much a subset of people that aren't going to be going out and having a beer with you necessarily. Yeah, and some of those people, my <laughs> wife might be kind of upset if I did. So, yes, was, of course. It was kind of one of those things where it was like, you know, I need friends because I worked overnights by myself. It, it's it's very, very hard to have a social life in that setting because I, I don't know how familiar people are with my background professionally, what I did before, what I do now. I worked for 10 years in group homes. And for half of that, I did overnights and overnights at one company, there were two of us and one of us would be upstairs and the other one would be downstairs for pretty much the entire shift. And then at the other place, I was by myself. So <laughs> it was not a lot of team building there. No. Um, like I, I made some good friends working overnights up in Duluth and then we moved down here and I was like, damn, I work by myself. Uh, I come home at the time. It was me, my wife and my cat that we didn't have the dog. We didn't have our kids. It was just, just the three of us. I was like, um, well, she works in the day and I work at night. When we, when we're, when that part of us is deprived, we, even, even if we block out the signals that say that we, we don't want to be social. Like we're, we're, we're like, we're like craving it. We need it. Like we need yeah. that human interaction. I, Otherwise I, we're, I'm funny like that because I am. I have bad social anxiety to yeah. the point that I mean, I mean, I think I've played games with with you like a handful of times. Yeah, and I even very rarely am in group chats like with like Adam or people mm -hmm. that I that I speak to on a fairly regular basis. Right. I I just even people who are my friends, I like shut down. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I need that social interaction. And Twitch gave me an opportunity to talk to people and not be not have the pressure of, of like, uh, right. Like it, it, it wasn't, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah. It wasn't the pressure of having to carry on a full conversation. I could just make a quick joke 
mm-hmm. in Twitch chat and then just watch and react and kind of type as necessary. Mm-hmm. So that's one of those things where it's weird because I'm a very sociable person when you get me into a social situation. Right. But getting me there it's, is a chore. This, this is a substitute for like what people used to do, like go to community centers. Maybe it was like the roller rink, the bowling alley, et cetera, where kids used to hang out at the mall, stuff like that. Kids probably still do that. But in the absence of that, or maybe when you get into a career, you get to be more of an like later years of, of adulthood where it's not like cool to just like go walk around the mall and try to meet other cool dudes that are your age. It's like, well, these are all okay. It's still like the same. Yeah, it's not going to work that way, bro. So like that's where, you know, being involved with like a church or something like that is really nice. You have a, a bunch of people that all meet at the same time and you can make friends that way. But those of us that don't do that, that don't engage in communities like that, well, being involved with Twitch is just perfect. And by the way, you have something in common, which is kind of like, you know, tying back into the my original statements about emotive and like why this why this is like a success for me personally is like i i know that i have shit that i can talk to you about because we have some shit in common and that's like okay well we we found twitch and twitch started as a a platform for like gamers right (laughs) it's really like video games right video games is the thing that ties us together so we can we can make friends acquaintances um whatever it is this platform and we're uh grateful for it hell yeah dude yeah yeah i mean i haven't i haven't been too successful making friends locally here um but you know i have my social interactions mostly on twitch like you you know like i i I know people through work i've met a local discord group that came from this uh city i live in fort collins the subreddit those people are great um, I haven't been back cause I'm always working Fridays when, when, whenever they do their meetups, I need to go back to it cause all those people are cool. But you know, a lot of people, what do you think about this, this one? And this will be one of the last things that we go through tonight. Um, so many people will join Twitch chats and so many people wonder, and <laughs> this is such a common thing. They're like, man, I would play this game. And it, it came up when I was playing Seven Days to Die on stream lately. This person's like, well, you know, I have Seven Days to Die. I I would play it, but none of my friends play it, and I can't find anybody to, to play it. And they're like this and that. And then I kind of go through this whole thing about, hey, you know, I have problems with that too. I have a hard time syncing up with people to play the game that I really want to play. It's kind of a selfish thing. Like if you have friends, if you have any friends online, like you kind of have a mutual agreement on what to play. You can't like dictate to people like what you're going to play. You kind of have to figure it out. Um, Like, what do you think about that? And like, like, (laughs) is that a common thing that you see? And like, what do you think about? And I think it's younger kids that are experiencing this thing where they're like, they're like not even sure how to even like make friends and in chat and this per- person in particular i could tell what their approach probably was when they're like trying to find people on twitch to play with they're like hey do you want to play with me hey do you want to play with me and it's like i was like trying to explain to them like there's a certain level of trust and 
camaraderie or whether you want to call it uh, just a rapport that you establish. People might not know what the word rapport means. Kids that are younger, like you have to establish some sort of a monicum of a friendship first before you're like, hey, you want to play with me? It's like, well, in some situations it might be appropriate, but a lot of times it's kind of a personal thing to like get somebody to play a game with you. Like how do kids, what do you think about that? Oh man, I've had this pop up multiple times and sometimes I've been like really like avoidant about it uh, and, and been kind of like, yeah, I mean, hang out often enough. We do community nights every once in a while. We play games and, you know, we definitely right. do it up. And then there's sometimes where I've been like, yeah, sure. Hop in. It depends on what mm. game I'm playing and like how, yeah. how many people we're playing with. Sure. If we're like short one or something like every once in a while, we'll be like, yeah, sure. Um, but there have been times where I that went perfectly fine and mm. cool. And I've actually made like uh, a couple of my mods actually were people that I knew kind of from around the community and right. they, they popped in. I was like, yeah, absolutely. And then, um, yeah, there've been some like definitely kids. Like there's no way that it wasn't kids. I couldn't, yeah. I don't know, but it, from the way they were talking, I was like, Hey, you gotta be like 12. Um, yeah, it really is going to depend on the game. Cause if I'm doing something that has like a massive lobby or we're doing like, uh, there was one night, this was forever ago where me and a large group of, of people were doing like, a. it was like when quake live was the first, a thing. And it was like a free to play thing. Um, if I, I don't know how many people actually know about quake live and that it's still a thing. Um, now I think there's like a subscription you have to play for it or whatever. Uh, it was quake champions before quake champions pooped the bed. Um, but it was like, we had just people jumping in and playing because we had like, I think it was like eight V eight teams and we were a couple people short. I was like, hell yeah, jump in. You got the game. Awesome. Um, situations like that. I'm all for it. But then like, there have also been nights where I just have like a large group of people playing cards against humanity. And there's like 14 of us or whatever. And then randoms are like, can I hop in this game? And sometimes it's like, man, mm. maybe, um, but I don't mm. know you. And we're all in discord, right. and like join the discord. And I guess like, so it's really, yeah. so, so, so to the broader question of that person, that's like trying to insert themselves into a group of people. Like, what, like, what do you do? Like, I think that, I think that kids for me, like I, I, I see it as like kids who, they're not used to having to like, they may have come from school and they don't really know how to translate any sort of social skills online. They don't know, even know what the, they try to come up with the words of how, how you could approach this gently. It always seems like so forceful about it. Like, like, what do you think about that? Like the broader question of like, how do kids or anybody like how to make friends online and like get people uh, to trust you and stuff. It's like, Either I mean, you got uh, it or you don't. Like either you know, either you have social skills or you don't. I don't know. Yeah. If anybody is listening to this that finds themselves in this situation and they and you genuinely don't know, um, patience is a virtue, man. Like, hang out, make jokes. Like that's that's how I've made every friend I've made through Twitch is like you, Adam, a lot of a lot of people that I've gotten to know pretty well. Yeah. It's simply hanging out and being part of the community yeah. and making yourself part of the joke, like is the best way to endear mm. yourself to a community. Like mm. for example, 
um, Adam is very self-deprecating. You know this. Yeah. But, like, he also really enjoys a good joke. So, like, just trying to make, just like I do with you, I just try and make people laugh. And then, you know, before you know it, yeah, friends. And that's how I've made friends with, like, um, I know you call him TBI. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, I, I, the boner never identity. Yeah, yeah. The boner identity. Like he's, he's, I consider him a good friend. We've played a, a bunch of games on stream. He's, uh, you know, uh, been a regular in both of our communities for a long time. And the whole way that I originally met him was just making him laugh in your chat, mm. just trying to make jokes specifically for him. That's, that's the best way to make friends online is just, mm. you know, make yourself a part of that community by just being present and just, being yourself and by the way, make yourself comfortable around. By there. the way, a private message is not a bad thing when it comes. If if you feel like I feel like people should like say their message out loud to themselves, like, oh, should I type that? Like sometimes yeah. people will make like a really personal request, and and sometimes they should just like put it in an email or a private message. I always make myself available when it comes to that stuff. You know, even like DMs are open for ad emotive podcasts on Twitter. People that have questions, comments emotive podcast at gmail.com like that's always I'm, i always like left communication channels open so because i always encourage people to, to uh hey if you notice something that can if we can improve let me know you got a yeah. question about like you got questions about um i always like helping people uh get their streams set up you know i always encourage people that wanted to do it if i can make it easier on somebody on their first day streaming perfect let me give you some pointers on this you need me to maybe join your stream for a minute, test the audio. I'm in. Like, let's figure it out. We'll do it. You know, but like people don't get to that stage. They want like instant gratification. They want you to take care of it now, now, now. It's like, like you said, have a little patience. It's like, I don't know you at all. Be my friend. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, we, hey, we want to make more friends, but you know what? My, my time is valuable and so is yours. Don't waste my time. I won't waste yours. Like, well, like if, if it, if it, if it works out, it works out. I'd love to meet a bunch of more, bunch more people and, and get to know them. That's like, it's like, that's like the goal of this, man. Like I want to, I want to, um, work my way through all the people I know, get, get, um, references from other people that through this, like through you, through other people, bring them in. Let's, let's, let's talk, let's figure it out, you know? Yeah, one but, uh, thing that uh, I also would say to anybody in that situation finding their their way into a community, what I have always done, and I've I did this with Adam's stream, I did this with your stream, I did I've done this with every stream that I've become kind of a regular in, is I literally just watch for like a week and don't not really be active in chat. I make sure that this is a community that I'm going to be comfortable in that is open to stuff like that. Cause there are some streamers that hmm. e even small streamers that are trying to be, they're more in like the esports scene. They don't sure. want to play with you unless you're like God tier hmm. and you know, going to make them a better right. player at like CS or siege or something like that. So make sure that this is a community that's open to that. Hmm. And that is, a good place to be because interesting that said as well there are some communities on twitch that maybe long term you don't want to be a part of because there's some toxicity yeah. it's not like every stream is a great yeah. stream to be yeah. around so hey, you know the 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 person the person who's at the head of it the person who is uh 
who is heading up the broadcast, they they make their community what they want. They mold it in the in the shape and form that they want it to be. You know, I right. like I like people who who enjoy like esoteric humor and like just talking about random things. I get pretty personal with my stream because part of it for me is venting. Like lately, I've been venting about things in real life. Not everybody's comfortable with that, but that's. Listen, if I'm going to do it, I have to let stuff out. I'm not the t I wear my heart on my sleeve, all that stuff. So like it's going to come out. You are okay with it or you're not okay with it. That's that's what I'm presenting to you. <laughs> there's and, um there's a lot of uh, streamers out there that are a character on stream. Mm, they are yes, there's yes. some there's somebody else, right? Yeah, they're a persona. They, yes. they they present to you an image of who they want you to think they are. Exactly. Uh, or in, in extreme cases, just an outright character, not even who they actually want you to think they are, but yes. this character. Like, for example, Dr. Disrespect. It's I was thinking the same thing. That. Everybody would. It's yeah. a strong brand. He's it's a character yeah. that's mm -hmm. very, like, you. You. it's unforgettable. And, and then there's streams like... I assume this of you because I've, you know, been around your community for six years and you've seemed always to be very consistent, very level-headed. Um, you're very much who I perceive you to be away from your stream as right. you are on stream. On camera, I don't I, believe that there's a huge difference. Yeah. I'm um, more talkative on stream because I need to fill the dead air. Yeah, but and, and like for me, I'm literally the same person on stream as I am at work, like the same dumb jokes that I make in your chat uh, on mm -hmm. camera, they're the same dumb jokes that I make to my coworkers or to sure. my family or to sure. my wife. Yeah. I cuss a little bit more on stream than I do in real life just because mm -hmm. my children are usually around or yeah. I'm at work and I don't yeah. want to cuss to a customer. Right. Uh, but there's, you know, it, it's important that it, especially if you're going to play games with somebody that you are, I feel the, the streamers and the communities where that is the case, where they are the same person on camera as off. It's a lot easier to become a part of that community in my experience hmm. um, than it is with somebody who, like uh -huh. I said, is, is either putting that persona out there. I, um, I would push back. Different. I would put, I would push back a little bit on that. And I okay. would say, I would say like, and I'm not saying that you're wrong, but I would say from my experience that it's, it's like one of two things. It's like the streamer is, is interacting with a lot of people or they just can't. And it's like a, a jumble of messages scrolling across, you know, like what keeps you watching the person? Like, yeah, is it, is it like, you you just enjoy the content? Did you, did you find a few people? Did you make a, uh, like in smaller streams like mine? Like you connected with a few of the viewers. It's like, hey, Bob. Hey, Mike. Hey, we're back again. It's the Cheers Bar. It's like that shit, or it's uh, and that shit is great, by the way. Love it, love it, love um, seeing the same people all the time. Makes you feel good as a as a streamer. Or it's like you know, it's it's just like you're caught up in the hype train of all these messages. You're really never gonna get a word back from the streamer, you know? Yeah. Um, so no, I just even it's, mean it's, it's a multifaceted thing and it's not like, yeah, it's not binary, but you know, I hear you. Um, when it comes to, yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, what, what, if, if someone's playing a character, 
they're not necessarily going to be i think if they turn their characters on and off by the way like if you were going to donate or or subscribe and stuff like that um they kind of turn it off for a second and then they give you like a genuine thing like thank you you know showing gratitude or sometimes people like to be you know like they like to kind of act and be a little bit kind of like uh poke fun at, at at some viewers and stuff like that but uh i don't know where was i going with this it's just like i don't think it's uh i think it's just magic it's just magic um what what keeps people coming back i don't know what yeah. it is it's just it's a feeling right it's a feeling of belonging or it's a feeling of just holy shit this guy or gal or whoever is is a god tier player at whatever that, game they're playing that yeah. or they're are they're just like enthralled by by you or you know let's talk about like you know people who do role playing like people come back for the story like they, they oh, yeah. want to follow they want to see where the story is going yeah yeah sure. i mean it's it's just it's it's yeah people are impressed by something that you're doing or you're just like a warm blanket you know but not yeah. tucked in fucking don't tuck me in <laughs> but like sometimes it's like a warm blanket and it's just like an electric blanket not not a not a not a weighted blanket is what you're yeah saying. well maybe a weighted blanket those are kind of expensive but like some people like that they like they like something that's like being tucked in without being tucked in bud oh yeah i don't know i don't, I don't think i'm down with a weighted blanket <laughs> seems, seems like seems very anxiety ridden um <laughs> what is it man it's, like is it it's some some form of magic something that uh you, you feel like you belong so i think with that we agree but I don't know what it I don't know what that is like some people will will look at someone like a, a Dr. Disrespect and they and they really like they feel like they're they, they probably go back and it might be because they've been what they've been watching for a long time and they they keep coming back and they're like oh I remember when you know you you had this amount of viewers and it's like man I'm so proud to, to be a part of this community that's growing you feel like you're like part of their success you know I think that's some of it just whatever it is by the way there's like the opposite mindset when it comes to that and it's so strange when people will see or stream get a little bit of success and and they feel betrayed betrayed or they feel like jealous because there's all these new people that are now discovering this channel and they're like i wish you were fucking getting two viewers and i was one of those two i remember back when you were cool you've changed man what happened oh oh i fucking i'm getting a little bit of success i'm actually happier now are you happy for me no you should be down in the dumps and only talking to me specifically yeah you get people like that there's crazies everywhere <laughs> man there's crazies everywhere i don't i don't get that one it's weird huh yeah it's, it, it's one of those things people are are people like i yeah. have seen i mean like i said i worked for 10 years in group homes so people with legitimate mental disabilities uh mental illnesses uh, physical disabilities like and you never know with human beings what's going to where they're going to go mentally. Like uh -huh. there's, there's some, shoot, there's some people that I've known for years and years and years that like now only now as adults, do I know they're true crazy? And it, it's Whoa. just, you know, it's one of those things, man, where the human mind is a wonderful and horrible thing. And you yeah. never know from moment to moment what it's going to do. Yeah, man. And and we all have a platform to speak now. We yeah. we can we can all share all of our deepest darkest thoughts and secrets if we want to. And some of that is like it comes out because you want to get a reaction out of it and some of it comes out because 
you're just fucking crazy and yeah. and you found a little toy to play with now you're on tiktok showing people your your weird collection of dolls or and if you have one great happy for you but I'm not. Uh, please stop <laughs> dude tiktok is 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 something that uh i enjoy like on youtube when i see other people i don't have tiktok on my i don't think I... i'm putting tiktok on my devices i've I'm I think there's some privacy concerns it. with it that I'm not cool with. Oh, the that's si- the concerns, is it? I'm more yeah. concerned about everything else on it. So uh, oh, I'm good, man. I don't have I'll Snapchat. Pass. I don't have TikTok. I didn't have that. There was that Face app that was going around for a while. Remember that yeah. one? Yeah. That one, it was actually, I think that everyone's data was being um, collected by some sort of a foreign entity. And now everybody yeah. has to live with that one. Yep. I never did it. I don't like to be I don't like to be an early adopter with these things. And maybe I've missed out on Vine and other things. You know what? That's not really my deal. That's more like your realm. You're like a performer. This is my realm. I like this. I like talking to people. This Follow is something me on I bite, enjoy. bro. <laughs> <laughs> Follow you on what? Bite. What is that? Oh, you haven't heard about that? What is it's, bite? It is the spiritual successor to Vine. It's oh, okay. like legitimately six six second loop, looping clips oh. that are, are back. Isn't TikTok so, kind of that though. TikTok's it's, that it's with a seconds? lot of like weeb stuff and music videos and all kinds of weird. It can be. It can be anything. It doesn't have to have music it, to it. It can be, but for the most part, that's yeah. not what it's advertised as. Oh, okay. Um, whereas, I'm pretty sure there's porn on 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 TikTok. Oh, I'm sure. Is there? I don't. It, what I don't are the terms of service? I don't know. I don't. I have I don't no clue, bro. I don't have it, and I'm not gonna this have is, it. This I've is seen, me. This is me, like just being. I, I've seen from like Facebook ads. I've seen way too much. Uh, thirteen-year-old girls wearing short shorts dancing oh. to you know music videos. I'm like, you know what? I think you can curate your pass. own feed. I think you can curate your own feed, but like. It just it's just yeah, not but me. that's what it's they advertise me. though. Oh, so if that's what that's they're, they're advertising, adver- yeah. yeah, I'm like, yeah. you know, I'm gonna go ahead and pass up on this. I got I a hard pass I need on that, that one. in my life. Yeah, that, that's why I enjoy it on YouTube where people curate it. <laughs> I was just watching like Jenna Marbles reacting to TikToks the other night, and uh, a lot of it, Marbles. She's a lot hilarious. of it wasn't me, but there was one TikTok in particular that had me rolling. And I don't even play like Skyrim, but it was like. It was like one of the NPCs from Skyrim, which everybody knows. Anyway, but like you said earlier, you're just kind of day to day. Like, what what do you what do you have to say to people who have? What do you have to say to your community? People that have hung in there. Like, what do you have to say to them about your history and where things are going now? Oh man, um, you know, these honestly that. I feel awful, not not for taking a break that I needed to do, but because I essentially ghosted on on everybody, on friends, on, you know, people that I'm close with. Um, I just kind of it wasn't that I took a break that I feel bad about. It's that I took a break and I I didn't I didn't be like, hey, guys, I need some time. I've got this going on. You know, I wasn't upfront and honest about it. I put out a couple of like cryptic tweaks, kind of like we talked about earlier. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't, I was never clear about what was happening. And I didn't know how much I could actually talk about because based on where I live, 
based on the size of the company that purchased the company I worked for. Like, I, I honestly didn't know how much I could legally put out there as to why I was where I was. Now we're, we're kind of past that. If I really wanted to drop names, I, I could. I'm not going to for all kinds of there's, reasons. There's but nothing for you to benefit from by doing that. No, yeah. no. So, like, it's just one of those things where, like, I needed to do it for my own sake, but I, I feel awful that I did it and wasn't, like, I didn't, like, DM somebody and be like, hey, this is what's going on. I'm just going to not be online for a while because I, I need to sleep and like literally like just focus on only this and get through this uh, and, and move forward. Yeah. It, it's one of those things that I've done that every time to every time I've taken a break from, from Twitch, it's been like an unannounced hiatus, which is I think partly why when I'm like, Hey guys, I'm back. They're like, Oh fuck. Did you go? <laughs> it's just, I don't know. There's not really a whole lot that I can say other than I fucked up. And frankly, I can't promise that I won't need another break in the future. Um, I can't say that, you know, if something happens work wise where I've got to, for whatever reason, go to a different company or, change jobs or something happens personally where I'm just under a lot of stress that I wouldn't need to step away. What I can say is I, I think I I can promise that I won't just be up and gone. I'll try and keep people more in the loop on stuff because it's kind of like when that conversation we had on your stream the other night where, you know, there's a lot of people that you develop friendships with through this stuff. And it, they're not just a name in chat. They're your friend. You know, you play games with them, you you talk to them at least X amount of times a week. You keep up with them. You're like, oh, hey, how's the family? That kind of stuff. And it's it's not right to do that to people you care about. And mm. I, you know, I've done it to real life friends before, too, where I just completely have shut down and like I haven't talked to them in months. And it's like, man, it's never intentional. You never do it in a calculating way. But when things are that physically overwhelming, sometimes it's just you don't know what to do other than go in your shell and, and and hunker down. At least in my case, I didn't know what to do other than than that. Yeah. And um, I want to be more transparent as to things I'm working on, as to things that are happening in my life, both professionally and personally. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be like this weird dude who's around and is kind of funny, but nobody really knows. And I kind of feel like that's how I am. Mm. Um, a lot of people kind of know me, but on a base level and a few people know me really, really well because I'm always around or am around for extended periods of time and then gone forever. But then it's like, how often do we have more meaningful interactions? Like I think, Honestly, I've you're one of the people that I've known longest on Twitch, and I think this is only like the I could probably count the amount of times we've actually spoken in voice chat on on two hands. Right. You know what I mean? Like No, I no, agreed. Yeah. And and you know, you you said that like you want to be more transparent, you want to be more open with people, but that's not necessarily a promise, is it? No, it, 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 it <sighs> it's a promise that there will be effort to be. Um, okay. There may be, there may be circumstances where 
for for example, in my in my field of work, there's a lot of non-disclosure agreements. There's a lot of yeah. non-compete agreements. There's things that I just can't no, talk we get, about. We get that part, yeah. Man. But, but like, is it, it, is, it, it is it fair to say that like because you've made a lot of apologies tonight about like you know because you have sort of social anxieties and that sort of thing and that that sort of prevents you from from really like wanting to be more outspoken and things like you really just want to let people know do you really just want to let people know that like you'll be around as much as you can you'll be as open as you can be but yeah and if i need to take a break i mean it it honestly should be as simple as me putting it on twitter or discord to let people know there you go and and i didn't do that before and 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 it's typing a message and another thing i wanted to say is like i always when i because i i don't really ghost my real life friends just like people i've known for a long time they know me well enough to know that hey we're gonna we're gonna make an effort to to be in touch with each other as much as we can be but it doesn't matter how long it's been like we're gonna still pick up where we left off and i feel like that's how if your community knows you well enough like you'll just pick up where you left off. Yeah. And that's, that's traditionally kind of been where it's been. Like once, once everybody's in the same room again, it just, it does pick up where it's left off. But I have, I always feel guilty. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I did it because I needed to, not because I wanted to, not because it was like, man, fuck, fuck Twitch, fuck all these people. I'm done. Like it was just simply, no man i i mentally can't but we worry we worry about how we're perceived by people you know it's just it's just the nature of it's like it's just this weird amorphous fucking internet thing where you can't even picture what your audience is thinks of you yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. and, 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 and that's a weird headspace to put yourself in um i wish i wish that i could be more simple-minded when it came to that i wish i could just be like okay well on tuesday thursday and saturday i'm going to turn the stream on and this is my set schedule and we're gonna do it then and you can show up then and then i just do the thing have fun don't think about it in between unless i'm like thinking about things to improve but really like our heads go in this area of like even in down to like individual like tweets and stuff i wonder did anybody even see that are yeah. they reading this? Like all the right. all these things are just part of the unique experience of being uh, a Twitch streamer. streamer or whatever yeah. it is, a content creator, whatever and, it is. Like, and that, that's you, one thing that I can say: I am making a concerted effort to be more active and more communicative um, okay. with with other people. Like, that's good. I, I rarely used my Twitter outside of of announcing when I was going live before or like retweeting other people's stuff. And I rare, I think I posted Instagram photos back in like when I was losing a bunch of weight, a lot of Mm -hmm. people may not may my, my viewers know this. I don't know if you know this or not. Um, there was a point in time where I weighed 250 pounds and I'm five foot nine. So that was not a good look for me. Um, I didn't realize I had gotten that big. And like when I started working out, that's when I created my Instagram and I put like a couple mm. workout videos and like, there were some like shots of me working out and mm. stuff on there. And that was like the only thing I ever put on there until mm. recently. Um, yeah, and then, you, you've, you've started to post your Instagram more now and that yeah, is, that, is like, that the same, the same handle on your Instagram? 
Yeah, it's still Valiant 13. That's pretty yep. much universal except for my Xbox account, honestly. Right. Um, and uh, with, with that, like, you know, there's a lot of people who I know well who probably don't know the fact that I lost, like, 70-something pounds. Yeah. Like, I actually, I think it was Damn. 80 because I got down to 170 from 250. Damn. And I'm, like, back up to, like, 180 right now, yeah. like, right around 180. That's a healthy weight, though. Yeah, and, like, especially for somebody my height, like, that's that's okay. Like, it's not bad. Um, and like, it, it was, it wasn't all through like all of working out and stuff, but all at the same time, I don't know. It was just like, that's something you would think that people that you've known for years would know. But at the same time, if you don't fucking talk about it, <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and, and if know? the only thing on, on camera is your face, some people yeah. are like, Oh, you look like you've thinned out a little bit. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Thanks. And I don't really talk about it more than that. I'm mm. not like, yeah, I lost 80 pounds. <laughs> I lost not a, everybody, almost a full-grown woman. Yeah, not not <laughs> everybody is doing a deep dive on your social media. I mean, I right. did, I did, minus your Instagram, you know, before the recording today, just get a little bit of um, insight on on things to talk about in that. But yeah, like the to the general viewer or person who's following you, like they're not. They're they're looking at what's current. They're not necessarily like scrolling into the backlogs necessarily. Right. Yeah. Well, then when you don't use it and you're not yep. open yeah. about stuff, like yep. yeah, like I said, it, it would have been as simple to let people know as posting it in my Discord channel. Yeah. Or sending you know sending some people that I'm close with like a personal message yeah, like hey sure this is what I'm going through. Hey man, it's okay. It's okay. You're gonna. It sounds like you've got some cues to uh, get better th through this year. So, yeah. so if people want to, um, and I don't mean to, I don't want to cut this off like completely, but I wanted to just you know I I've been trying to tease and poke and prod at this. You know you've said you know. So you're you're like not you're non-committal about like what you want to do in the future because you really don't make a game plan. But like if people, oh, are I, I want to get back to a point where I'm full time streaming. Okay, um, that is something that I'm working towards right now. Right. I don't I don't have a set schedule. I'm streaming every day right now. Yeah, it's for like two hours at a time. Most sure. longer streams on the weekends. Okay, um, so mostly if people are going to be going to your Twitch channel, twitchtv valian 13 they're going to see you playing video games in the evening for a few hours during the week. And just when you have spare time, fair enough. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's pretty much it. And then, you know, on weekends, I want to do longer streams. I, I realized the other day that because I have a humble bundle monthly subscription, I have a bunch of keys for games that I don't mm. use. So I want to do some like community giveaways and stuff at some point when mm. we get, you know, enough people in there. Cool. Cause doing a giveaway for like three people is cool. But like then two yeah. people are like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah this is so, enough man this is right? enough yeah um and then the podcast might be coming back in the spring fair enough Our life yeah in we're yeah yeah justin and i are talking about writing an episode and maybe moving it to a bi-weekly format instead of a weekly format mm. um potentially changing up maybe having it be a bit more conversational kind of like this um okay. but we still want to do a live stream format um it's going to start we don't have an exact start date right now, but sometime in the coming month is the okay. plan. Um, well, let me know if there's anything I can do to help that process along. It. You know, you want to if you want to get the thing hosted on audio platforms more. I mean, we're on we're on like Spotify. Oh, and you are. ITunes. Okay. Yeah, so you got like, an RSS feed and stuff. Okay. 
Yep, we use. Uh, I have a subscription for through SoundCloud that um, it's oh. like sixteen bucks a month or whatever. And I'm actually I've been paying it for the entire last mm. year, even though I haven't been mm. using it. That might be a separate uh, conversation to have. Um, yeah. But yeah, man. So people want to check your content out. It sounds like you want people to go to your your Twitch page to uh, to get all those links. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Like I've um, got link, links down in yeah. uh, you know the panels also, below my stream. Obviously in the show notes. Okay, they're gonna be there. People want to know that. Pod.co/emotive for all that stuff. Thank you so much for coming on, man. I know that uh, it took us a while to get this thing put together but i was happy to get to know you a little bit i don't know how else we would have done it so this is a blessing for me thank you so much man no thank you for having me on i appreciate it yeah we'll do it again hell yeah dude okay music in this episode is from the artist data rebel audio mixing and mastering by tipsy jack except for this intro and outro, which I did. That's why it sounds worse. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Emotive Podcast. All relevant links on our website, pod.co slash emotive. I'll see you in the next episode.